gentlemen and bees, welcome back to the Eat Sleep Libra Bee Podcast, your weekly AEW review and breakdown. Um, what's up? I'm the Duke of the Herbs. This is my this is my good pal Charlie. How you doing today, Charlie? How's it going, pal? Davinky? Doing absolutely wonderful, Davinky. buddy. Sound bites. Ayo, the return. The return of the king. The return of winter. Uh, the return of the night king. The night king is cool, man. Anyway, um, uh, so yeah, prepare for like a, a million Game of Thrones references. We're literally going back. I don't know about you, by the way, I've been fucking loving the first couple of chapters of, uh, into, what is it? Into the storm. What is it called? The rising storm. <laughs> the rising <laughs> into the storm. storm. I think it's like a, like a B movie or something I heard about. Anyway, <laughs> um, like, but anyway, yeah, no, we, uh, we've been enjoying some, uh, some that, but we, I, uh, I don't know. As we get closer and closer to next year, I'm probably going to get dip dip uh, a little bit more back into the Song of Ice and Fire World myself. Uh, I love that AEW has a relationship with Warner right now. Assuming that everything doesn't go to shit, that would still be awesome for them to be like more like can we do. Can we do another House of the Dragon show? Like when that Please. comes out, I would, yes, that that would be or like uh, you know, and maybe we can do that with everything. Like I don't know how you do ten thousand ships, but maybe like they try and. And Tony Khan, don't listen to this because I know you'll try and pull some crazy shit like this off. Maybe they try and do some like Roman Coliseum bullshit where like they have like a, you know, a, a wrestling ring in the water or something. You know what I mean? Like, it actually, it sounds crazy, but you know what, dude? Imagine the insane, like, wild. Nah, you, you, you give me do. that trios match from Rampage in the fucking and in with water, water that they could just flip into. Yeah, oh, I mean, dude, people would fucking call it ballet, <laughs> but I would be fucking incredible to see what they would do when they could just have no fucking consequences because the water's there. Oh my God, dude. You know what I mean? Like, anyway. A floating wrestling ring, I, dude, actually, I kind of just want to see an engineer describe how impossible that would be to do, you know what I mean, like, because it, it, it probably would right, like, you know, um, but anyway, all, all my weird rambling aside, uh, we got some stuff to talk about, obviously, in this episode, we obviously did not do a review of Final Battle, um, this, you know, past, what would that have been, Friday night into Saturday, we would have had to record it, which, because you were in the middle of uh, traveling, um, so I don't know why you weren't given an infraction by the referees and, you know, told to, you know, throw the ball back in, but I mean, whatever, you know, flag on the um, plate, holding. yeah, no, we need to change possession. Right. Anyway. Um, so no, <laughs> anyway, um, uh, so that, that being said though, um, you know, uh, there's also obviously the big Kenny news that we, I mean, we're definitely going to have to spend a little bit of time on that because I'll just, I mean, I'll just say it now. I mean, the last time we had a Kenny list for a while because of injury was not a good time for a while in AEW. So we'll have to discuss that. Um, but like I already kind of, you know, alluded to, we got winter is coming and we got to talk about winter has come and uh, the Starks do remember. So we will be, you know, how do you not have Ricky Starks on that? Because he wasn't on, was he, was he on the show? Uh, uh, yes. Yeah. Dynamite. Okay, they should have made. They should have just been like, "It's Lord Stocks." No, anyway, <laughs> that, see, never mind. I'm. I was, but he should have been the center point. It should have been built around this man. It's fucking literally called Winter is Coming, and he's literally called Starks. Come on now, anyway. Um, where in WWE, it's what they would have done. You know what I mean? They would have had him in a fucking crown. You know what I mean? <laughs> they would have had him in a crown being carried out on one of those. See, if MJF hadn't already done the thing where you get carried out on the whatever that thing is called. Uh, where you got the dudes holding it, you know what I mean? Like, uh, uh, the, like the in Lucha Underground, the you might have beheaded someone. In Lucha Underground, MJF would have absolutely... I keep seeing <laughs> clips of Lucha Underground, and I'm like, dude, they were, like, 
Didn't somebody people. die in storyline and like get killed <laughs> off in so, character? Dude. Yeah, like, so they might have like, they might have actually had a fake head roll across the ground. Like I yeah, I'd like Lucha Underground was fucking metal. Like that's where that we talk about the Dante and I, and I, Charlie. I swear I bring this match up one once an episode, but the the Lucha Underground match between Dante Fox, who's now known as AR Fox, obviously signed to AEW and Ring of Honor, and we also was between him and Kill uh, Killshot, who's obviously Swerve Strickland. So you know. Uh, I still think they should run that match back in those gimmicks and just fuck it. And just pretend like it's bizarro world, you know, maybe for Halloween, that'd be fun. Um, but like, yeah, I mean, just, just a lot of good stuff to talk about this week, but yeah, no, and in WWE, they would have just been like, yes. And you are now the king of the run day night raw or something like that. You know, I, I don't know. Um, but yeah, no, there's, we also, I, we didn't put it in our little pre thing, but the Von Eriks um showed up this week in AEW pretty big you know um yeah obviously it's related to marketing for the iron claw but if we could somehow get even if it's just a few more appearances with them before they if they sign with wwe or if they sign with i don't think they'll sign with tna but you know maybe they do a couple matches in japan like i would not be surprised if they did that um they should they should they should do some matches in japan they should do some matches in AEW, and if they want to sign with wwe do that but sign wherever you feel comfy you know that's just my little bit there. Uh, other other words of business to take care of at the top. You can follow this and the podcast itself on Twitter. You can follow the podcast at Eat Sleep Elite, and you can follow me at Pain Duke. That's B A N E D U K E. And Charlie, uh, at O Charlie with an X instead of an A. Damn, my brain like actually froze there for a second. Did you hear the fucking glitch? Anyway, um, but uh, short circuiting. Yeah, you are the Winter Soldier. I fucking knew it. No. I don't have the metal arm, damn it. Uh, fuck. I'm, do I need to cut my arm off and make a fucking metal arm and just attach it? And then, like, but you know what's crazy is I'm joking, but somebody could do that to themselves and people would be like, oh my God, you're so brave. <laughs> anyway, um, can you imagine? You know what the irony is? Like, obviously, because they have like super soldier serum, but if you didn't have super soldier serum and you had a fucking metal arm, you could not. I, can you imagine trying to like move your torso with a metal arm hanging off of it bro without being a super soldier you just couldn't you'd be fucked <laughs> you'd have to have an arm that weighed like a normal arm you know what i mean like otherwise you'd just be fucked anyway um but yeah so uh, uh but yeah and by the way the following i sleep elite we we usually have some pretty cool interactions with us in the community um every now and then and uh you know like i said last week yeah shout we really appreciate it to your friends if you want to if you want to see more uh more action from us you know we always do more content we we love to do this we review ring of uh, ring of honor obviously every week we love talking about new japan when stuff comes up we're going to do a wrestle kingdom review i'm sure next month you know what i mean um it is next month right yeah. um yeah like next like month three weeks away. hell yeah dude i know we're gonna have freaking world's end and then There'll be uh, New Year's Smash, which I'm sure will have some huge... New Year's Smash may be where we get the devil reveal. That would actually feel appropriate. Going into the new year, who's MJF's big challenger going to be? Uh, I mean, obviously, we have Adam Page and a few others that are, are, are targeting him still, but like, who's going to be the first challenger that year? That's a good way to tee that thing up. You know what I mean? Make Revolution feel important, especially with Sting's retirement coming up with that, um, even if they have another pay-per-view in January. Um which they might not. I'm not sure if they actually have one scheduled or not. But uh, yeah, and we're, so we're just trying to build a wrestling community over there. Join us, have a good time. And uh, also, whatever podcast platform you're listening to this on, follow, subscribe, hit us with that. You know, hit us with a review, that five-star frog splash. And, uh, you know, I, just, other than that, I mean, let's just get into favorites, Charlie. We'd love to start off with some yeah. stuff, like some positive stuff. And you, you, have the, you have the ball to use a John Moxley quote. This yes, week, so, uh, uh, you know, be the ace that you were meant to be. 
Uh, getting into the favorites. It's my favorite time of the day. Favorite time of the show. And we're starting off hot this week. Uh, I might have spoiled it uh, two minutes in, but we're, we're going to the- spoiled it. Spoiled it. We're going to the main event of AEW Rampage. We're going top Rampage, baby. Top flight in action and ready. Taking on and defeating Penta El Cero Miero, El Hijo del Vikingo, and Commander. Dude. This match was, I'm going to use the word disgustingly good. This was so much fucking fun, man. Like, when when we're watching this show, we we watch wrestling to have a good time. And this is one of those examples where it's like, dude, you put this on, you're just cheesing, you're laughing, you're having a good time. Like, dude, it, it's like a Cirque du Soleil fucking act, but I like that. It's a different style. The fact that we can go from this and, you know... Brody King and Brian Danielson in back-to-back shows. It's like, dude, this is what we do, man. Like, it's so much fun. Uh, I mean, come on. I thought Dar- Darius Martin spotting that beard. Brother's looking handsome, man. Like, he's looking good with that beard. You got Dante Martin. They described him as the powerhouse. Yeah, Dante Martin came back. Do you agree with that description? Is he, like, a strong guy? He think? could be, but I, I, at the same time, with Dante coming back, Dante's got a little more beef in his chest, so it's like, I, maybe he's putting yeah. on some weight and we just can't it's, it's see that it. beard, man. It, it makes him look stronger. <laughs> the beard it's, is it's strong. It's the makeup the for men, strange. you know. It's the cheat code, right? Uh, I, it's, this is, it's just like, you know, Penta right with now. the mask. He looks like he's got plus 10 power. So it's like, you know, it, it just... It, you know, he has a cheat. No, Penta does have a cheat <laughs> it code. Just, it for works. sure. He's definitely hacking. I mean, dude, I just, I thought... These six guys went out there the very end of the night, the very end of the tapings. It didn't matter. You got that 2K19 boost from, from, all the, from all the taunts, bro. Remember, I used to give you a yeah, fucking power boost. that's exactly what game. it is. That's why he spams the taunt button so much. Um, he got stuck on the emote. <laughs> but, dude, I, I just – I am in awe of, of how, how often these guys – How is Fortnite? Come on, a Penta, a Penta Fortnite would, would fucking slap so hard. You know how much money Fortnite that would make? That would on, make dude. so much money. It'd be stupid. Um. But yeah, uh, Action Andretti, you know, winter is coming. It kind of seems like the anniversary of of his beginning, right? And I, I thought he excelled tonight very well. He the spotlight was on him. This the, all right. This trio it is announced on Collision. They're going for the titles next week. It's time. Like let's. We don't need fucking long-ass trios title reigns, right, You literally haven't even had the champs on TV, and they're one of the yeah, best over they acts. That tells me that if you want these champs to be championships to be utilized as one of your TV titles, which is basically how they've been used, you know? Um, and if you're not going to if you're not gonna have them go for the Ring of Honor list, trios titles, fucking do it with your AEW one, seriously. Literally, and because I, I think if anybody's bound for those trios titles, it's probably like, Dalton and the boys like, again, because they keep teeing Let's up get back it. to where we were at and how we felt in January and February and March when the trios titles were the best match on the fucking show week in and week out. And you do that with teams like this. Any, either of these trios, dude. Seriously. Uh, bro, we already had one best of seven with... with uh... Maybe we may just make that the Lucha, the Lucha Bros. I'm cool with that. Lucha it works Bros. for like me. Jason, like their thing, and and then you run it with these two. Yeah. And for, you make stars out of the. For, you make stars out of Andretti and Top Flight. You know what I mean? Which I know they keep. They, they don't want to commit to it yet. But just say Top Flight. It's it's he's part of Top. They're wearing the same gear. He is a member of Top yeah. Flight. Just stop saying Top Flight and Andretti. I get it. Like, I would yeah, let them roll. And I they they have really good chemistry together too. And uh, yeah, I think this was a very important match for those three guys. And just, you know, Vikingo, Commander, and Penta, 
They always go out there and their goal every night is to steal the show no matter what, where in the card they're at, no matter what show they're on, Rampage, you name it. Rampage is the Lucha show, right? That's the that's the vibe we've gotten the last four months. And it fucking worked. Absolutely fantastic main they event. They might be the three best singles wrestlers over there and that work in AAA. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, they must be. Uh, like, Penta was the singles champion there pretty, pretty recently, I think. Like, you know, like, at least he could be. He wasn't. Like, that's this match to me like it was one of those things where from the opening sequence when it was just super smooth because i forget who started the match but um it was like the circus of Layla. uh um it was it was darius yeah, yeah. and commander yep you're right and it just it, as soon as i was like okay i was like, we're gonna have like an opening like five minutes in, of this match yep. that's gonna go into a commercial break where they're just gonna be doing everything and it'll continue through the commercial break never lose any momentum and then Right before the commercial comes back, they'll slow down a little bit just so they can hit that speed again. You know what I mean? And, and even exactly the second tag of Vikingo and Andretti, it, it continued that act. And it's like, yes, these are yes. like elite oh. level gymnasts, man. Like they're not 100%. like no matter what you think of their talent, if you're like, oh, it's wrestling, it's it's so dumb. And like, dude, think of it as a fucking sports act, man. Like these guys are elite level gymnasts and they oh. show it off and they should. Something I want to hit on. I really hope. Um, that this becomes a regular chant that they do for top flight. They were doing clap, clap, top flight, clap, clap, top flight. I was, if that's a chant they start doing regularly, yeah. dude, that could get over super Let's hear that ring at all in this year. And, and as they're doing it, you know, the whole fucking, oh. yeah, let it cook. Uh, just to get to the finish, um, Dante hit commander with a, a spinning full Nelson slam and got the pinfall. So, Really good end. Uh, they they they're shaking hands. They're celebrating in the ring. They knew what they did. They knew what they fucking did. Justin Roberts hit the the winners of this spectacular match. Justin Roberts, let let that man cook. Um, any other thoughts you had on this one? And then let's jump into your favorite because it's a whole lot just of fun. Our boy Dante just proving proving us right again because he's not that he's proving us right. He's probably proving Tony Khan right too for betting on the kid. You know what I mean? Like Dante Martin Hangman. Payton, how amazing is it that he's able to continuously he. He was his ankle was backwards like eight months ago or whatever it was. Like this kid's able to do everything he was and then some. Like unbelievable, unbelievable. Talent. Um, yeah. So uh, I you know there was a lot of really great matches this week. Um, I, I was talking to Charlie about that before uh, the show, but uh, I think I think the match that the entire week was built around for like the last several weeks because of the way the standings. It's amazing how the way the standings worked here. I'm sure this works the same way in the G1 and uh, Super Juniors sometimes, where because people need like certain points in certain situations, you anticipate certain matches. I don't think I've ever seen a tournament queue it up in a way like this because these two were just talking shit to each other the entire time, being like, "What? He has the same amount of points as me? Oh, whatever, you know, like." Yep. He's not as good as me. I'm going to win when it comes down to us, you know? And this match is, you know, for the, it's like, it, to use like football terms, this is like the, you know, this is the, the one game playoff to decide who's going to go to the, who's going to be the one seed and who's going to be the seed to two seed. You know what I mean? When you have a tied record at the end of the season, you know what I mean? Like, um, and you know, so like when you look, when you look at it like that, the, it was always inevitable. It was inevitable. You know, it was never, they were always going to collide in this moment with the largest stakes that any match has probably had in this tournament so far, I think. Yeah. Um, so we're Strickland and John Moxley. I know I literally hadn't even said the name of the match yet, but everyone, I think even with that the way I was describing, it, I knew which match I was talking about. 
they managed to actually put a build in for this match in the tournament. That's what I'm trying to highlight here. Because not, I mean, how hard is that to fucking do in a tournament setting of any kind? You know what I mean? Because they're all just like, especially in a tournament like this, where every match does have value in terms of your points. But like some matches you don't get anything out of. So for you, it's like, you know what I mean? Like you could look at this a lot of different ways. I don't know. I think that's why this tournament is actually, I don't know if it's working for people. Like, what is the, do we have like an idea what the general consensus? I know AEW fans are probably loving it, but. It what feels, is the, is for the most outside? part, yeah. I mean, people are like, this is probably the best tournament that we've seen in North America. Like, it's it's getting really high respect. And I'm okay. sure there's some people that I'm are just, like, oh, it's just meaningless you know, matches for a tournament no one cares yeah, about. People, people will say that. because You know, you got to kind of filter a little bit in there. But for the most part, I think people are either really into it or they're just, they're like, yeah, I like it. Like, I, I feel like if in a thumbs up, thumbs down world, this is definitely an overall thumbs up. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, and this was essentially like, you know, for the one seed, essentially, the only way that I think Swerve would be able to, to go in as the number one, right, would be like if John would lose, right? And he would win or something. Is that how that would work? No, they would be tied at that yeah, point. He, um, he has to beat him in the playoff again, essentially, if they, uh, yeah, so he they would be tied, and he had to have to beat him again. Okay. So yeah, I, after set, um, tomorrow for for Dynamite, we'll know uh, who's going to be in the playoff for the Blue League, for the Gold for the League. Gold yes, League? that makes sense. So um, yeah, so we'll get into the into the match a little bit. Um, you know, it was the cr- the crowd was obviously you know this was like basically like a pay per view match. The crowd as soon as the fucking bell rings, they're already immediately involved and. Uh, rightfully so, I think. You know, they had this top door DDT, DDT spot that just spiked. I think it was Mox got spiked on this one. Um, and it might have been Swerve. Either way, the point is there was a top rope DDT that they just, it, it, it was one of those spots that like they had like a quick, like kind of a quick pace going, you know, like that opening pace of where you're doing a little bit of chain wrestling, hit the ropes, blah, 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 kind of thing, like you would do in like a video game, you know? Um, and then, I mean, you do it in a wrestling match too, obviously, but, um, and then it just you hit a spot like that. It's just like, oh, okay, it, this is going to be a knockdown dragout match. Just kidding. We're not doing the, you know, Swerve can do his athletic spots as part of that, but it's going to be, it's going to be all about who's going to, you know, have the the wherewithal to make the the, the game winning yeah. play. You know, like, um, and I mentioned that whole build. I I do think this match delivered on that. Um, and I think something that's interesting coming out of this match is that, um. Swerve is, I think, the fan favorite to win this tournament at this point, I think, in a lot of people's minds. Because if you hear how the crowd reacts to him in, in person, that he's a babyface, bro. He's like actually a heel that is being cheered more than most of the other people in this tournament who you would class as like the babyfaces. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, which is kind of wild to think, you yes. know, like. Um and that's just I think shows how good Swerve is. Um you know, everything you would want to everything you wanted to see out of a match, basically, I think I got out of this. It was it was there was the hard hitting nature. There was the swerve trying to be, you know, trying to prove that he's as nasty and, and mean as Moxley. There was Moxley trying to be like, nah, you're not. They had uh essentially Moxley just taking one extra shortcut that Swerve didn't take at the end in order with like the grab on the trunks. That's essentially how the match ends. Is that John Moxley ended up going up twelve uh, twelve points over here, uh nine to swerve yep. here now in the tournament because he grabs the trunks. Basically, what I, what I wrote in my notes is basically everything good we I would normally say, so I'm not repeating myself every week. Everything you'd normally hear me repeat myself and say, say I would say that about this match. Plus, it's also like, I think it's not, I don't know if it's the best match in the tournament we've seen so far. I think that's kind of so hard to judge. 
I think those matches will be in the finals and semifinals where we see those matches. You yeah, know what I mean? probably. But I mean, some of the matches have just been incredible anyway on top of that. So yeah. it's like, this is another example of that. This will be in the top. I don't know what would you call it, like 10 matches in the tournament, probably, I would say, just because of the stakes and the build and the end, you know, the emotion and swerve finally getting a little bit of a comeuppance for all because basically you know he broke into fucking hangman's house got him so rattled that he was able to beat him in a, in a street fight you know what yes, i mean like it's been brilliant and, it's been absolutely brilliant and he rolled into this tournament and has had no no like he hasn't lost at all he's just been on that upward momentum and it finally got snapped by a guy like john moxley who just doesn't give a fuck and I love that. You know yeah. what I mean? That's that's brilliant storytelling right there. So it's just your thoughts on this match before we move on. And yeah, um, great, it's a great uh, main event for. I they have seriously. Um, yeah, they've done something here that I, I, I'm a massive fan of. Um, that finish, dude. I, Swerve needed that because I think I think in in story now that proved to him he's not untouchable. He's definitely been feeling a little untouchable lately, and that proved to him now you. You got to be more sinister than that. And if if we see that come back in two weeks, you know, say we get the rematch of this match, and I think we're going to see that play out. I think we're going to see, yeah, I, you you taught you the best taught me, right? Um, the atmosphere for this main event, it felt like a true main event atmosphere. It felt like a pay per view main event. That to me is a sign this tournament's working, dude, because people cared about who who won this match. Um. If I have something a little unsure to say, I will say this. What what was the point of adding draws if we're never going to use it? I mean, I think they could come into into play in the last few Now, matches, is a draw sure. just an idea? I think the blue league will be where that shit matters because you got a lot yeah. of people that are tied currently. So, so what I'm wondering uh, is... Imagine, okay, imagine... Uh, let me look at the card for what's left for the blue league because I, I, this is where... Yeah, because what, I, what I end up wondering is... Did they just add the draws for the sake of a draw? Because if they did, that's fine. Just to say, okay, there is a time limit. Maybe, they, well, you can use that in the future. This is going to be a recurring tournament, so you know what I mean? Like, yeah, no, I, I'm just, I was so. a little shocked that this one didn't go in a draw, but I think the only reason it didn't is because we're going to see Swerve learn from this finish, right? But other than that, absolutely brilliant. Um, it's up there with one of my favorites of the tournament. I keep, I, I'm still stuck on Kingston and Danielson. Oh yeah, we have a Dynamite Holiday Bash this week. I forgot. Yes, yeah, damn, we have literally show after show after show. AW is just a stack shows at the end. Of the oh, year. it's it's so okay, much so fun. I'm looking for the blue. That's why I didn't think we needed here. a pay per view um, at this time of the year because of how great Dynamite usually is. But I'm, I am glad we're getting one. Okay, I don't think we have the blue league matches announced yet. I think that's the problem here, or they just don't have them on Wikipedia. Gotcha, but, um, gotcha. Um, if we do, I'll figure it out at some point but i mean the point is like i it, because there's so much still open in the blue league i think that would be work it could still be used because if you have somebody that's already tied that are facing each other which i don't know if that's the case this week i would assume so to resolve one of those ties you know what i mean um you would have that i i don't know i i was expecting jay white to get a tie at some point because it feels like it fits oh, yeah, you know what i mean like, jay and, and swerve match it felt like it was well it's, it was they kept heating it up, it, right? too, so like, I was like, oh, right, it's going to come back to play later. We just never did, but that's okay. Um, yeah. I, look, I, oh, look well. we've gone many tournaments in Japan without a single tie. Like, it, it happens. It happens. 
Yeah, it's an option that they can play if they want to make it. You know, honestly, I wonder if it's in there in case they decide they want to change on the fly what the decision could potentially be in a tournament. You know what I mean? Because yeah. if you throw a tie in there when you were originally going to have someone else win, you can then pivot if you wanted to. So maybe it's just like a bailout. I don't know. So yeah, um, really enjoyable. Imagine stuff being overall. the guy that has that switched on him. Be, be so mad. And you know I mean? think. Uh... I think the fact that we both picked main events that, you know, you always want your main event to be your biggest thing, right? So that works for me. Um, it should send them home happy yes, at the very yeah. least. Or maybe not happy, but like satisfied with what they got to see. That's my opinion. So that being said, let's jump into some news here. And we'll, we're going to close off our new segment with Final Battle. So we're going to spend some time on that today. But that being said, uh, the news is a little all over the place. So. Let's start with this. CJ Perry, she has been hospitalized with a finger infection. She posted a picture on social media and like, dude, her finger is fucking huge right now. So yeah, that looks it's bad. made her way up to her arm. And uh, yeah, she's in the ER. I, I, as far as I know, even at, like live speaking, as we're recording this on, on a Tuesday, like she's still there. So. Hopefully that all gets figured out. I mean, out. when you let that shit go for too long, it can get bad, I think. Yeah, so, like you know, it can get it, real it takes bad. Them, if, you, if you have a lot of infection in you, I assume it takes a while for them to get that shit out, even with like antibiotics and stuff like that. You know what I mean? like, and then you have to like so, make it so that the shit doesn't like get permanently deformed, I would assume. You or know what I mean? lose like, the I'd, fucking thing. So. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Um, that would be fucking brutal because she he would probably be done. I would assume as an on screen person at that point. You know what I mean, like yeah, I don't, that's she this is the kind of thing that, which would be fucking uh, metal. Really affect her life. So uh, oh, obviously we're hoping the best for her because yeah, um, that is some scary shit. Based on the fact that we're not hearing like oh my god she's dying. I, obviously they're obviously thinking they're gonna be able to at least keep her alive, which is good. You know what I mean? But like yes, you know. Um, um, Fuck, people, like, medical emergencies. The world is not a safe place, people. It's just take care of yourselves. Fuck, drink and water the, the and The medicals shit. do not stop. Uh, Bandito has undergone his successful surgery for the second time. He took to social media to say, second surgery was successful in first place. I want to thank you, God, for always keep with me. To AEW workers and fans who always support me. And a very special mention to Tony Khan for all the attentions that he's, that he's had to me and my family. Thank you very much. You always like seeing that. Um, so again, we're hoping the best for Bandito. And uh, is my? Do you think I have the correct understanding? Maybe I'm wrong, and maybe someone could ask this uh, to Tony Khan at the next. Um, but I'm pretty sure when AEW wrestlers any kind of medical shit, Tony Khan usually covers it if they're under contract. And even right? if they're like, not under contract. Yeah, true. Mark Davis Mark wasn't Davis, under contract. Uh, yet. That's the, true. One of the guys he got him. They, he paid his medical bills out of the fucking kindness of his yeah. heart. Which ended up getting them to. There sign. was another one. The um, one of the uh, one of the guys that wrestle on dark consistently. Uh, he like. Well, if he's wrestling on dark consistently, you might as well. He's one of your wrestlers. Yeah, uh, it was at like... the Universal tapings because the Young Bucks covered it on BTE, and the guy he actually took to social media and thanked Tony as well. So it's like, this guy's not signed. Like, that's just that's you know doing a good thing. Um, okay, here's the big one. Not that those aren't Kenny Omega. So this story has been kind of unraveling very fast. And as of Wednesday, there might be more information that we don't have. But this is where the story's at right now. Uh, Kenny Omega is currently out indefinitely. And he has been diagnosed with diverticulitis. 
So, which I, I, which what like what is diverticulitis? Like, do so we know? diverticulitis, like, it essentially, I'll get the exact term for you, but it it has to do with like an infection in the colon. I want to say, um, your digestive oh, tract. Small bulging pouches develop in your digestive tract. They become inflamed or infected, and it can form. Essentially, your digestive system can be completely fucked. So, very bad, very dangerous. The longer it goes on, the worse it gets. Big key there. Kenny did not let it go on crazy long. He got it fixed. Um, but here's here's what we have from Meltzer, who I'm assuming got this from probably Kenny. I did not hear if he had surgery yet on it, but he was rushed to the hospital Friday. Important date. He had been in a lot of pain, and he thought what happened was, you probably all remember, is that he had a hernia that was really, really bad, which caused him to miss a long time period off. He had been hurting really bad, and he presumed it was a hernia. He had bloating. He had bloating, which he thought he may have messed up his diet somehow and eaten something wrong. But he just kept training on it, working the match, as he did with Ethan Page. Hold it. Kenny's a fucking animal, dude. He was hurting really bad on Wednesday when he did the promo with Jericho. By that point, he went to the hospital and found out he had diverticulitis. It was a really bad situation in the sense of, had he not gone in another day or so, it could have been horrendous. And that's when we're talking about like serious, like life-altering, life-threatening stuff. Like he wouldn't be able to like even he talk, not talk, even talk about wrestling again. Guy probably would be like on machines. For the I rest mean, of yeah, his that's life. when you know it gets mean? like, like really, if he even survives, really bad. Um, yeah. So letting it now, now we know Kenny fucking wrestled the match like with that. Ethan Page having diverticulitis, uh, which is metal. Holy shit! I mean, he didn't know, but and, and we'll get into Christ, his promo on Wednesday, which I had talked to you. I want to say Thursday. We'll just say it's yeah, it's a weird ass. And you like, remember I me put talking, my notes, right? Kenny off the yeah Papania. on Thursday. You know, I was I like, thought he was fucking. I was like, stoned. dude, this it was like really fucking weird and bad, and I was surprised. Now we know the guy was like on another planet. Because he's like either really high on pain meds or in a lot of pain, and <laughs> I don't see Kenny as the guy that would take pain meds like that. You know what I mean? I think he would just. I think he was just so out of it, and he didn't know taking... why. And he's clearly the kind of guy that doesn't go to the exactly. hospital about things. So too. that's how he ended up in the state that he was before. So people were probably like, "Are you okay?" And he was like, "Yeah, I'm. I'm good." And they were like, "Oh God, here we go again." You uh, know, like, Kenny Omega is a fucking I, you know, animal, and he deserves my just. Uh, I can't. Dude, that match with Ethan was so good. It's like it's like when he wrestled for a year on inverted controls, man. The guy had vertical wrestling fucking classic matches. That is so crazy to me. That the fact so that Danielson and Omega are in the same company at the same time in our life is 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 kind of insane. And we'll probably never thank God Tony gave us the match when he did, because we'll probably never get it again. No, and he can pull the plug. Dude, I'm telling injured. you, day that shit hits Max, if if it does. I won't jump the gun here, but if it does hit Max, A AW. That day, I'm I'm going to the first Grand Slam and watching Kenny Omega Danielson again. I have to see that match again. Can you imagine the power move would be if if WB snagged fucking uh, WWE right, but then Peacock just took all the WWE content off of Peacock, sold the fucking you know uh, rights to that to fucking the WB who had won it for yep. Max right, and then. They just snagged up AEW's <laughs> fucking TV contract and then fucking put it on Peacock. You know what I mean? <laughs> be pretty nuts. NBC um, AEW. <laughs> you know what I mean? And our last little bit of news before we get into Ring of Honor. It's kind of 
maybe some optimistic news for AEW. And this oh. comes from the Super J cast. So we oh. haven't covered very much on our show Okada contract situation. Oh. Because he would never that's, leave. That's Japan. exactly right. that's been the thought. Right. His wife, super famous in Japan. She's not leaving I mean, Japan. Just won the title like last? Did, did he win the title this year? Was it last year? He's, like, he's, he was a champion this year. Uh, Sonata won it off him. It was uh, he lost it to Sonata yep. at the pay per view, so, right? Yeah. Or so everyone's kind of always had in the back of their mind. There's no way. Like he'd never leave New Japan. And how cool is that that he won it at the goddamn World Cup? What a cool fucking story. Anyway, and sorry. you know <laughs> we're hearing about this Will Osprey deal, and Will Osprey is still going to work New Japan. Will Ospreay is still going to live in England. These are very big notes, guys. Like, the, Will Ospreay's deal with AEW, it's like like Neville uh, Pack. He still lives in England, dude. Like, he just makes that flight. Yeah, it's like that. That was the decision that he said in some interview recently that, yeah. And, I, I heard and that we know about that. Okada and his relationship with Nick Jackson and the Young Bucks. Like, he, those are some of his really good friends. They, they essentially made life in America. When he lived here for TNA, it it there's a whole big story about that in their books. Like they really bonded with each other, and they brought that bond to Japan. And anyways, long story short, Super J Cast he had a tweet. It appears that the bloom may be off the rose for Okada and New Japan Pro Wrestling. I think this is the first indication anyone's had that a he's going to AEW, b he's going to WWE. The crazy world of C, he's going. We did have a long time rumor that they were trying to sign. This is a rumor that has not been capitalized on once, Charlie. That came out like, what was it, a year ago now or something like that? That they were trying to sign a big Japanese talent. And everyone thought it was Nakajima. He he announced he was done with with Noah. He still doesn't show. Now, again, in January, if he shows up in NXT in January, everyone's going to be like, oh, there it is. They got Nakajima. Good on you, GG. I can tell you this, though. If they were to try and snag Okada now, knowing that the contract is up, that he then historically that's what it's going to be known as, even though it has probably no relation oh, yeah. to being like but Okada's you know, the biggest. If that's the what the rumor was about, you would want to have started way back then if you knew the contract was coming up this in year. In terms you know of mean, like, Japanese talents in the world right now, Okada has been and is the number one guy in Japan. He's he's the guy. Like if he leaves New Japan for even say two years, I mean, look, Nakamura left and he hasn't come back. He left in 2016. So I have a question for you. Do you think Nakamura is a bigger star now than he was in Japan? To more people, yes. But bigger in Japan? I Actually, yeah, because when he showed up at that Noah thing, you remember the response? I was world champion multiple times in yeah, Japan. Yeah, but you remember not, when he showed like... up in Noah this year? Like, it was a big deal. When he, look, when, when Nakamura, when he's done surfing in Florida, you know, he'll probably do... Maybe like a one year of New Japan shows, right? Just, you know, goodbye shows. Like, that's feel like that's what they do there. Dude, the guy was a three-time world champion of like a legit world championship legacy that like, like, okay. act, uh, dude, he was the greatest uh, international, he was the so greatest intercontinental champion of all time. He made the belt. Like, but, but you look at where he's now in terms. Yeah, he was 23 when he won the IWGP. Yeah, that's oh, crazy. Yeah, yeah, Nakamura's a massive star. He's a legend. He, he's like Tanahashi. He's a legend. So I I don't know if if Okada actually joins AEW in 2024. I that's something I never thought was possible. If he joins WWE in 24, that's something I never thought was possible. 
look, you're not going to get him to wrestle a WWE style. Like he's going to create his own waves. No, he's going to wrestle Okada wrestling. Like, like he's it's Gunther, man. He's going to create his own waves. Oh my god, that match and, dude. and Gunther versus Nak or Gunther versus Nakamura was great, but Gunther versus fucking Okada, bro. Uh, I, I mean, just yeah, you can, I, you can forget about it. That's bro. the kind of match that I, I I'm watching. Like <laughs> I'm gonna I tune in for Gunther. Like it, that's that's what it is, and you know it's yeah. So we'll I think we're as of today we're gonna start monitoring this because if if you know Ron Okada watch so okay let's jump into final battle yeah let's do this. All right, so Zero Hour. Uh, If you guys know Zero Hour on Ring of Honor shows, you know the deal we're about to go through. Ty Valkyrie, she defeats Jasmine Allure. Good for her. We have the Von Erichs, Marshall and Ross Von Erich, defeating the Outrunners. Dude, these guys got some sauce. Oh, yeah. They definitely seem like they could be potential. They got some fucking sauce. Fuck it, throw them on the show. Uh, It's nice seeing Kevin Von Erich there, too. Um. I dig it. Oh, yeah. You can Good tell. Stuff. I feel like one of these guys. Of course, they wanted to wrestle the outrunners yeah. too. You know what I mean? It just what? feels right. You know what I mean? I feel like they were like, "Hey, we saw those guys that look like '80s wrestlers. We'll wrestle them." You know what I mean? have like, no idea what their mom looks like, but I feel like one of these guys has the 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 dad, and one of these guys has the mom. <laughs> they're one of those yeah. pair of brothers. That's hey, so listen, different. you don't got to be that pretty to be a wrestler, especially in AEW. Uh, so, you know. so it's it's really cool. Um, we have a survival of the fittest qualifying match. Where Brian Keith defeated Jack Cartwheel. Dude, are you kidding me, man? Bro, this is like literally a match that we would have wanted to thrown on here for no right. reason at all. And this was a last chance qualifier, yep. essentially. And Righteous Reg put out maybe my favorite tweet of all time during this match. He said, uh, the v- I don't, he doesn't know if it was the Vietnamese iced coffee or what, but that Brian <laughs> Keith and Jack Cartwheel match had him doing the robot. <laughs> I saw that. I don't even know what that means. I saw that. I was like, if I ever start hitting the robot during a fucking wrestling match, I got to be into it. So that really got me. This was (laughs) fucking awesome. Guys, it's on YouTube. Seriously. Just if you haven't seen this match and you're just sitting around, you know, hand on meat, like, dude, just go watch this. You'll enjoy it. I promise. Better be the meat Call of Duty, man. By the way, I saw they added that to the wrestling playlist. Dude, that's actually brilliant. But I think it's – I don't know if it's going to be gone in a few hours because they're added like, adding a, a map called Shipness, Shipness. Which, which could be good or bad. You know how it is with Call of Duty Christmas maps. Yeah. Um, so Tony Khan hits the stage. Yeah, no, I really like and that And he match. starts talking about how last year's final battle marked Jay Briscoe's last match in Ring of Honor. Got a little emotional. Uh, he and Brian Danielson had their only singles match against each other on final battle in 2003. He hyped up the show and uh, he announced, we're going to have one more match. Out comes Daniel Garcia. Where Daniel Garcia takes on and defeats Blake Christian. A pretty enjoyable match. Oh, we hard. jump backstage again right before the show starts. Tony Khan's backstage and Eddie Kingston interrupts him. He wants a match tonight. He said, hey, man, I'm the world champion. Why am I not on this show? And I was like, in my head, I'm like, you know what? You are You're right. right. And, and it would make weeks. sense for that made so much sense, dude. And Eddie Kingston, of course. Even if he's losing his title in this tournament, it makes sense for him to defend it here because it's, it's still his title reign when he's given a numbered – his days were essentially numbered when he put those titles in the tournament. Either that or he was going to become a new champion essentially. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Just like when he put his world title on the line for uh, the Ring of Honor world title. You know what I mean? So like, in walks so. in Anthony Henry, and I instantly get a little giddy. I'm like, oh, fuck yeah. yeah they make a Proving Grounds match for the show. Okay. Main card time. Here we go. We open up with the AAA Mega title match. 
El Hijo del Vikingo defeats Black Taurus to retain. Dude. What a match. Oh my. Like, Vikingo, when when he first had that match with Kenny, little did we know what would come. Like, in terms of him working in Ring of Honor in AEW. Dude, yeah, this dude. was so fucking, this was so much fun, man. That guy's got to feel like he's on top of the world, because he's unequivocally the best wrestler in the promotion he works in and is the world champion in, you know what I mean? And he's also the best, best luchador in the world, probably, I would say. And on top of that, he gets to wrestle in the second biggest American and probably, like, seventh biggest American promotions, you know what I mean? Like, because I don't know where Ring of Honor ranks, but, like, two of the biggest North American promotions in, in the country. On top of the fact that he's the world champion in, I have no idea what the scale, like, AAA versus CMLL versus... But I don't know what the deal is over there, but I do know that AAA is obviously pretty big. Otherwise, Tony Khan wouldn't even fuck with yeah. him. You know what I mean? So, um, just what a what a match! And by the way, Black Taurus is like seven feet tall or something. He's probably not probably like six feet, but the guy moves like like Wardlow does. Like you know what I mean? Like how Wardlow can do way more than he should be able to do at his size type shit or Lance Archer. You know, saying like, where are all these guys? Where did they come from, Charlie? Where they just have no sense of like you know like. They just throw their bodies around and they're like mega. Like, how is that even possible? That just seems incredibly dangerous. Yeah, it, it really is. And this this was like the definition of a highlight reel match. Like, just how to set your tone for the show. Really, really enjoyable. Um, I don't know what I what the move actually was, but apparently I called it the hospital trip pile driver slash Canadian destroyer. I'm assuming that was yes, on the it was. or something. Um, <laughs> That's actually brilliant. That's brilliant. Um. And they did some hard hitting shit too, which is yeah, cool. So it was a different kind of like this is the kind of matches that AAA is probably making their brand on in Mexico, and it's really cool to see. Was Black Taurus? Was he a dude in um, Lucha Underground also? Or am I my fucking tweaking? Um, here? let's see. I I can't tell if he was, but he's been in AAA for a while. If long not, time. that kind of gimmick is what they had like Penta and people yeah. like that doing. You know what I mean? Like, so I could just be confusing. Like that's a common gimmick: the big bad dude that dresses in dark colors and. And you know the lucha. Yeah, his mask is. You gotta have your, you gotta have your fucking, bigs. You know what I mean? And your bats. It's you know? so sick. It's so sick. That mask is like it's like him and Luchasaurus, bro. They they or sorry, Kill Switch. Um, have like um, you know, I don't know how they wrestle in their masks. It's it's got. I don't know how you hit those guys in the face in their masks. Like what? If plus five <laughs> protection. Um, oh, we jump to the ROH World Six Man Tag Team Title Match. I thought they did a good job highlighting how TMDK got this match. Uh, Kose Fujita, Ichiban Sweet Boy, making the pape. That's always cool to see. Uh, dude, you've highlighted Tito before, man, and holy shit, did he shine here? Seriously, bad dude Tito's just good. I he's I, got the sauce. I wish they'd use. He him was more. the star of this match to me. He, you know what? They use him as a singles guy. He gets a singles match most like random pay per view shows. He'll usually get one when TMDK is on the show. So you know, whatever. But he, yeah, he's really good. I, I like all of TMDK to be honest with you. There's like not a weak part of it to me. Kosei Fujita was the weak link for a while, but I think he's almost ready to be out of that stage where he's no longer the Ichiban Sweet Boy, and he's like looked at as legit because he looked good in this match too. He's looked good in pretty much every match we've seen him in. I think. Yeah. So that's really cool to see, and. um we have the Mogul MC ended up retaining here, so continuing on with that, and they got some new folds in their storyline too. So we'll see what happens there. Um, we 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 got up next. We got the I Quit match. We were both pretty excited about this, and I, I thought the feud's been fun. 
these are two guys that I think they've been they've been searching for something for a while in AEW. It feels like God, Tony Nese has been so hard. He's been trying. For they get his, new like, stu- since... He gets new stuff so often. I thought he was toast when Dark got deleted. You know what I mean? I thought there was no chance he was going to build anything ever. Like they built a little faction around the guy out of Dark because he was doing so much, good, so many great, randomly good matches on Dark. They just couldn't deny him, and it didn't work out with that. But God, remember the Trust Busters? What a what a yeah. gimmick! Um, so, so one of the highlights, man. I mean, they're they're going back and forth, and you know, Tony Nice. He's eventually asking Ethan Page, "Do you quit?" Ethan Page just cuts a scathing. Fuck you! I I loved it. Um, the uh, page finally getting the big win over Nice. He he is one of the baby faces of Ring of Honor at this point, and he's not alone. Scorpio Sky, you think? Okay, made his return as his buddy. Our men of the year reuniting, man. I if so, I'm. I'll tell you right now. With Ethan Page really getting on his feet as a babyface, Scorpio Sky, I think he he really could use this. Ethan Page could use this. I I think. Okay, I'll spoil it. I listened to the 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 uh, what is it called the the scrum, and they asked Ethan Page directly, and he said the one thing they didn't do as men of the year was win the tag titles, and he's right. They did everything else. You know, they had great matches with lots of people. You know what I mean? If that's what they, that if that's the move. If that's who takes it off of Ricky and Bill, that's first of all that fucking match. The personalities in that match. Can you imagine the promos between Bill, oh, Ricky, be fantastic, Scorpio, and fucking Ethan, and then you build that story up for a few months, put that on a pay per view, and Big Bill and Ricky have like a relatively decent long title reign, and it gets beaten by two guys who deserve to win the titles. Um, you can't really do a, a random title reign like you have with those tag, tag titles better than that, honestly. You know what I mean, like. But uh, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, and keep talking about Smash count me I, in because Ethan Page. That was a that was a lot of fun. Mike Mark Sterling took an express trip to the Shadow Realm in this one. <laughs> oh, you really fucking did. Um, <laughs> so yeah. Uh, up next we had. Can we? Can we? Can I? Can I give Mark Sterling some yeah. credit here? I think he was actually good in this feud, and I think he did really well in this time. I don't always like what he does. I was he's kind of boring. I I, th- I think he was holding Jade back for a little while, you know. Not that it was holding her back, but I just think she needed to be on her own for a bit, you know. That's fair. Um, and and eventually they found what they wanted with her with that faction. You know what I mean? And eventually she was on her own again. Essentially, I I, I she needed to be able to stand in her own two feet. I and she's capable of cutting promos now. I think you know what I mean. Which I, he was doing for her. You know what I mean? Which is fine, but you know. Um, you know, I, I don't think she needed that. That was my argument at the time, and I think it worked out ultimately. I mean, look, she's in WWE, so they must have seen something in her. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and up next, we had kind of a last minute uh, added squash, which I'm, I thought this was on zero hour the first time I saw it, but I'm assuming they needed to fill time for something that didn't hit what it was supposed yeah. to. Maybe, maybe they took time from the TMDK match because it was kind of short. Yeah. I so think. we had Nyla Rose defeat Vert Vixen fairly quickly. Maybe this is a, a sign that Nyla Rose is going to be entering this women's division. That works out for her. The, the list that I brought up to you earlier that I saw when someone was talking about the hyping up the Raymond Hunter women's division, both of these two were on the list. I think Vert Vixen obviously is, you know, um, but I think if Nyla's on that list, because Nyla doesn't really have a lot to do in the AW women's division right now, um, I'm down with that. We've everything we've seen from Nyla has been good, and Rick Vixen has been pretty solid as a you know talent to win or lose against people when they want to, want to, want to, want to. Uh, but yeah, just randomly 
I literally put it in my notes. It must have been, been meant to fill time. You know yeah, what I mean? absolutely. So um, you take the lead on our next match here because I know you got some good stuff for this. And uh, we got the ROH World Television title, Survival of the Fittest. I am going to use the bathroom real quick. But, yeah, take the lead. Yeah, so they – I so I need to look up how this match actually works. So let me let me go – ROH Survival of the Fittest, because I don't think I fully understood the rules going into this. I, I knew it was going to be an Eliminator match. Um, Jesus Christ, I'm trying to, to find the... see what, what the deal is. Um, okay. Um... Sorry, I'm not. I'm not like trying to just pause here. I'm just trying to figure out how this works. Okay, so the point is, like, there was a lot of. Uh... First of all, I really want to say about matches like this, eliminator matches. I do actually think they're a pretty good match type. Um, I think they can add a lot of um, a, a lot of more drama. Like, I think that's why for so long you had the pay per view of Survivor Series revolve around the Survival Series elimination match. Because in 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 real time, an eliminator match is like super exciting. I actually love playing them in two uh, K when I play MW two. When I play MW two, yeah. When I play uh, uh, WWE two K and I'm playing matches, sometimes I'll just throw an eliminator stipulation on there on a title match just because it makes it a little bit more. You know, if it's like a fatal four way or something, or even six man. You know, if it's something like that, it just adds a little bit more drama to the each you know pinfall, and you can you know get a lot more near falls that are actually pinfalls and they're just eliminations. I don't know the, the style of match. I, I was a little confused at first because people were kind of just jumping in and out of the ring. And like, I, I don't know if there were some like really weird rules that they wanted to try and institute in this match or that's been traditionally how it worked. But after a little while, it was just people just going in and out of the ring and just trying to eliminate each other. I, I, I put something in my notes that I don't know if it was actually, just like because this is like a weird tournament thing that they used to do, but like there was like a Charlie, yes. are you there? Um, there was like there was like a big at the beginning they were doing like I think the thing where they were trying to tag in and out a little bit. Like there was like you weren't like the legal man at first or something. Yep. Like it, it, they they stopped. They, they did the smart thing and stopped caring about that after a while, you know. Um, and I think that's probably how these matches are designed to work. Like it starts off with. You don't want everybody in the ring at once because I, I don't know, maybe because they could all team up on somebody and eliminate them. But I mean, what the hell is an eliminator match anyway? I was trying to figure out how the rules of this work, but I couldn't find it anywhere. Yeah, so um, essentially, it's um, just an elimination match, right? And yeah. it's it's all about getting down to that final one v one. And you know, I I I don't know. I, there's a dog barking at me. Interesting. Well, shit. Do I let it down? I guess I will. But yeah, uh, our boy was made, man. Our boy was fucking made. And that made me so excited, you know? Yeah, yeah. No, I, so yeah, I, I did not expect the result here. I'm not saying that I wouldn't have been surprised if any of the people won here, but I'm saying that like, in my mind, I thought in my head there was it was like one of the Lees, Dalton or Commander had a really good chance of winning, and Kyle was just there to like add flair to the match. That's how it worked in my head. I wasn't thinking Kyle couldn't win it here, but in my head, I, I wasn't sure. Like we don't know how long. I think we maybe would be given some kind of timetable, but you just never know with injuries how long that uh, Mark Davis is going to be out for. 
So th- there's an argument for both in that regard. And so because I didn't know where, uh, hold on, excuse me, because I didn't know, like, I don't know where that is, obviously. I think we have a better idea now because he won it. It, it applies unless it's going to be a really short title read. Yeah. Excuse me, that he's probably going to be out for a little it, while. I, um, this, this probably works out best for the longevity of his career, right? So, I, Probably, yeah. I mean, um, and I, Kyle was at the press conference afterward, and he talked about how this year he won the IWGP titles, the IWGP, uh, sorry, the New Japan Strong tag titles, right? He won... The AEW, for him. sorry, the AEW, the Ring of Honor tag team titles and the Ring of Honor uh, television championship, all in a, a year span. That might be one yeah. of the best years anyone's yeah, ever had. That, like, that's, that's insane, he, like, ah, dude. At least in terms of like indie levels, you know, like below WWE levels of championship wins. Like, I can't think of anybody that's had a year like that. Him and his, his, if. I mean, it's great that they've been in WWE or AWE, AW for a good amount of the year because they might have to sneak in for tag team of the year consideration with that shit going on. You know what I mean? Like, I know that's outside of AW stuff. Yeah, you, but still, I, I feel yeah. like you kind of have to take some of that into account. We did for for FTRs for last year, so we we have to for them. And that's which that just reminded me, crazy, guys. You know? uh, we are doing an award show this year. It's going to be after final battle or uh, uh, after final battle, but after winter is coming. Wow, world's end. Holy after. shit. <laughs> <laughs> the end of the universe. So it'll probably be around like the first beginning of the new year. Instead of uh, last year, I know we did it around like like mid December, but it's just it's gonna work out uh, better having that final pay per view. Well, by mid December last year, we were done with. The yeah, yeah, we, we were like we didn't like... have a continental classic or anything. So yeah, we just we're just gonna do that, but we will be doing that again because that was a lot of fun for us. And, and the only show we cut off was Holiday Bash, and we just considered that as part of the next year, but nothing on Holiday Bash yeah, was just, like spectacular. Just, a, anyway, just another badass Jamie Hader match, right? So that was the only one we were yeah. like, oh, God, I miss her so much. But hey, um, mm-hmm. up next, I got I to gotta ask you, man. Wheeler Yuta, okay. Tom Lawler, we have the ROH Pure title match. Oh, rustling my jimmies. Rustling jimmies. the jimmies. Um, I had a feeling... You were gonna vibe really well when I saw. So I did not see this match live. Uh, I, I at this point I was just I was done. I was I was out. I was ready to go. I, I had to sleep, and I was. Uh, <laughs> I woke up. I quite literally woke up. Watched this match, dude. This is some fun stuff. Like the, this is a pure wrestling match. There, there we had everything in here, right? Like everything that you're gonna imagine from a brain, yes. uh, a pure wrestling perspective. We had and um, yeah. Uh, any any thoughts you had on here? I think if Tony Khan's not trying to sign Tom Lawler and making him part of the pure division instantly, he's a fool. Tom he Lawler feels like a core Ring of Honor guy already. I'm in. Bring him in. Uh-huh. Seriously. Uh, yeah. It. So I actually love these matches, and I think Wheeler's starting to develop this sort of. Um, I've talked about it actually a lot recently with Wheeler. He's he's essentially doing a tribute to the reign that we had from um, Nigel McGuinness back in the day. And he's doing a lot of the stuff that he would do. He's getting people to expend their rope breaks and using submissions in the ropes. He's, you know, he's getting behind on rope breaks early, but then using sort of like underhanded tactics, like getting, you know, using a closed fist while the ref is checking something, right? And then getting them to induce it and waste theirs and then using his later. You know what I mean? Like, I, it's... You know, and then the, the, 
you know, getting people to trade strikes back and forth with him, which at this point is actually now to his advantage because he trains with the Blackpool Combat Club. You know what I mean? Like he's doing the kinds of things that you would have seen somebody like Nigel or Brian do back in the day. And I think it's making the pure division into what in my head I was hoping it would be when they redid Ring of Honor. It's been on the back foot for a little while. Uh, the last time we had it like this was when Wheeler was fighting guys like Shibata when he lost the title or when he was fighting uh, Daniel Garcia over the title or uh, when he won the title originally. You know, I just like, oh, what, what, you know, we need to get Josh Woods back involved in this as well. Dude, um, jo- yo, yeah. I don't know if Woods and Lawler have had a match, but I would be into like a proving ground number one contender Dude. match again. Yes. Like, yeah. Yes. No, just give me a pure rules match between the two of them yes. and the winner. You give them 20 minutes, let them decide the winner in the ring, and just have the winner face fucking Wheeler the next week on Ring of Honor. And the other one gets the title shot at the next pay-per-view or something. I don't know. Just figure it out. Just give it. Give, give me what I want. Um, there was a lower energy to this match, but that's just some pure title matches are going to be a little bit slower. Um, and I think that it was also right after, you know, uh, that insane world television title match, which, you know... Um, Obviously, the crowd was probably a little dead after, you know, especially with Kyle winning, which I'm Kyle is also super over despite being a heel, you know what I mean? Which I think is kind of wild, yeah. you know? Like, I mean, people just know he's, he's got the sauce, stuck, he's absolutely you know I mean? got the sauce. So, indeed, guys, the sauce. All right, we got to talk about the next match. So, oh, Hook did make the save during this match. Um, and then Hook and Tom both had their balls sent to the Shadow Realm. Um, so there's that. Uh, if you want to know what actually happened there, um, they're setting up Hook versus Wheeler Yuta. Um, Obviously, we have the FTW rules match on tap. I think that's already been dated, right? Uh, when that's yeah, going to happen, um, or but maybe that, maybe not dated. It might be next week at Holiday Bash at some point. You so. might be correct. Um, but yeah, so they're still setting that up. The next match, we got to talk about this man. It was an awesome match. Let me just say that first, right? But Charlie, this result, yeah, I love Keith Lee. You got to make Shane Taylor at some point, dog. Yeah. And you know what? I, I will say this. We've seen some really, really good matches out of both of these two. And I thought the buildup, it felt like it was going to be more vicious in a sense than it. Now, I'm going to call him out. This is the third fucking pay-per-view we've seen Shane Taylor have a fucking main event match. Not main event match. A big storyline match. I think this is the second time against Keith. Where we've had him have a big fucking time match where he's setting setting him up like they're going to turn Shane Taylor promotions into something worth the shit. And look, if you're Lee Moriarty right now, like you're probably like, okay, I'm fine if I'm losing as long as Shane yeah. gets his. And then Shane loses, like and now you're just like, oh, I'm stuck in fucking limbo forever now. Like these guys have been working so <sighs> hard every week so on Ring of Honor because. Right every week. Every week they've been featured on Ring of yeah, Honor. You know what it, I mean? They can't get TV time, and you're just gonna bury them like that. He, how does it ever get over again, right? Like, yeah. And I don't think there was enough uh, squeeze in this match for just the match to get him over, too. So it's like, it's an unfortunate situation there. It it really is. So, but yeah. yeah can you- biggest, that's probably the biggest disappointment for me coming out of this show. It was the one miss, in my opinion, on this card. Everything else was fucking great. But that, that the match was awesome, too. It was big, many men slapping meat, but... We had meet his awesome chance. The crowd was into it. But I think you could, Charlie, tell me, did you hear the crowd kind of like lose a little bit of energy when he lost? I feel like I remember. Yeah, I, the, I felt like the crowd. It looked like the crowd was a little disappointed. I felt like the crowd was really expecting like a fucking, uh, uh, just a death battle, essentially. And they, there was a couple things they didn't, they didn't get. And they, they were not happy with the result either. Like, 
Uh, they sh- they shook hands at the end, but I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. All right, let's get into this fucking incredible Jay next Brisky, match. Jay Briscoe tribute match. Mark Briscoe and FTR defeat the Blackpool Combat Club. Let me just start off by saying this. What a tribute. Yes. What a fucking tribute. Wait, when was the last time we saw FTR? Like, actually. Yeah. What, a, what a beautiful tribute. Um, and Mark Briscoe's like, nah, dog, you got to come to Ring of Honor. Come on now. It was bloody. It was just brilliant. And um, the. Bro, Dax's fucking eye yeah. at the end. Uh, My God. Wow. Uh, it, I just, I really, really enjoyed this. And, um, I, I think, was this the first use of a double count out we've seen in like a pay-per-view match in AEW? Like, no, no, we had it in the MJF, right? He was getting about, he was going to get counted out, but then they were like five more minutes or something like that, right? Yeah, it had like plenty that. of time too. And, uh, it just, I, I, no, it was the 60 minute time limit on the Iron Man. That's right. Yeah. Exactly. It just, it was very, very enjoyable. So. Everything yeah. was amazing in this match, dude. It was, it was, it was an emotional just, match. Like, really, it was. So, it deserved it. Um, yes. And then, uh, yeah, last, last, uh, uh, we have uh, the Eddie Kingston Proving Ground match here, which was, it's just, it was just a filler, right? They, they, they wanted to give some space yeah, to the main was, event, good... which I thought was the right call. Solid Anthony Henry match, you know he, he'll always deliver in spots. I gotta tell you, man, I I need Anthony Henry Danielson. Like I know you could say that about anyone, but still, after I watched Anthony Henry had that brilliant match with Robert Martyr, I need him against Danielson because. Nah, just look at the run he was having in PWG. Yeah, he can bring in energy that I think could really match with Danielson, and we don't, we never get it with shit like this. Like fuck. Um. Literally. Yeah. There's a few people, the Workhorsemen, Shane Taylor Promotions. There's several people in Ring of Honor that just get forgotten sometimes because they got other people they want to push. And it's like, I get it, but. All right, we got to talk about the main event. It's uh, probably the best women's match I think either of us have seen in a long time. time. This match is worth your $10 a month. This match. Yes. The story. Dude, I I was messaging you throughout the week. You, You were reiterating the same thing to me. I think this is one of our favorite stories of the year in a year with some brilliant fucking stories. And it's going to be really hard to pick favorite storyline, dude. Seriously. What a fantastic beginning to end. I, I wanted Billy to win. Yes. Having Athena respect her. You just added a whole nother chapter to this story. And and I'm going to take oh, yeah. that directly from Paul Heyman, man. Like this is instead of ending this this story, they just added another chapter. And you know what? It fucking works here. I, she didn't finish. She didn't the finish the story, but you know what? I'm okay. She'll still do it before Cody. Because does. you know, I'll <laughs> tell you this right now. I was thinking about it. Having Athena still run Ring of Honor for say the next six months with. Billy now maybe as her as her right hand and I don't know if we're going to talk about this but they announced something pretty significant and I I actually you know what I don't think it was meant to be public yet so but um because it wasn't on the tv tapings or it wasn't on the uh, tv show it was the tapings right so 
We'll talk about that next week. Yeah, it was for the, the show yeah, for next so. week. Yeah, which I mean, if you look at the Ring of Honor uh, tapings, you can find that. Yeah, so just in case people but, haven't I mean, seen it yet and they they don't want to, we won't mention it. But yes, but I do know what you're talking about. There's something really, really cool coming, and you know, I think having Athena and Billy here, I dude, I just they got like nearly 30 minutes. I I thought it was just so good, man. Like it just it felt what's the right word here like it just felt beautiful i don't know man i was like i was like almost caught up in the moment a little bit like thinking of i I think this could be both billy and athena's best matches in ring of honor i i think that could be i think we're gonna look back on this athena reign and and just what athena's become of this as like dude i loved ember moon like seriously ember moon in nxt i thought she was brilliant she was my one of my favorite wrestlers at the time i'm gonna give you a perfect example charlie do you remember how forever when brian danielson was in a wwe he was eternally tied to the miz because of that little yeah. thing they did yep. on the reality show back in the day and forever he's like his young stud that he was bringing into the company right and that eventually spawned into them having a great near rivalry before Brian came back. Obviously, did they ever end up wrestling uh, after that? I'm they curious. did. I never actually looked in on that ever. Okay, so they ended up turning that into a storyline later, right? Yes. When you look back on Billy's career, when she's like a five-time Ring of Honor Women's Champion and a five-time AEW Women's Champion, and she's like the top woman in both companies or something, you know, like you're going to look back at this story and it's going to be like that. You're going to be able to eternally tie her back to Athena and how Athena helped her career and how Athena pushed her harder than anybody had previously when she was just a kid. You know what I mean? How that, that experience turned her into the wrestler she is now. I think that's going to be brilliant to look back on in the future. It really is. And um, I, uh, I hope that, I hope this story isn't just like forgotten to the ether because I, I, uh, I hope people, People like us, like us. I mean, we have a chance to. Talk. I also hope people are liking some Ring of Honor because we're about to roll yeah, straight and, and Ring of like Honor. Yeah, and people like us, you know, we, we have the ability to talk about this. And I, guys, I'm telling you, man, if you if if you are only into AEW and you don't watch Ring of Honor at all, I can you're missing. I, out. I can tell you this right now: you will not be disappointed if you watch this match. And and the anything else we've talked about on the show, sure. But you can even go watch the Brian Keith match on YouTube against Brett Jack Cartwheel. It's a lot of fun, and um. Yeah, so really was phenomenal stuff. They brought in Lex. I saw I saw end. a Twitter post that was just him doing moves with cartwheels, and I was like, "Damn, I forgot how much of the match he was doing that." This motherfucker just knows every God, cartwheel indeed, move. Yeah. Jesus! If he I'm New Japan, I, I am signing him. Oh my so God! Bad. I just thought of the craziest thing ever. Can you imagine a tag team between him and Mike Bailey? <laughs> Dude, New Japan should have signed that guy yesterday. <laughs> if not, he should be the biggest star in fucking Mexico. Like seriously, bring him in. Like- um, do you imagine? Yeah. So, Can you imagine the flips that they would do? It'd be insane. That being said, we're still going to cover the Ring of Honor show from this week, as we do with every pay per view, no matter what. Um. So yeah, uh, we have Honor Club episode that happened on December fourteenth. So. Yeah. So this yeah. was leading into this technically, but I'll just yeah yeah really take quickly. the ball, man. Uh, um, uh, yeah, Ring of Honor this week. Ring of Khan episode, I think this is either 42 or 43. I didn't actually check, but we'll say 42 or 43. Um, <clears throat> opened up with Eddie Kingston and April Uno in a Ring of Honor Proving Ground match. Uh, you know, little decent match. Uh, I, I think it's metal as fuck that Eddie's, like, having fucking two singles matches in a week while he's in the middle of a fucking tournament. You know what I mean? Like, that's just metal, man. You know what I mean? Like, um, just because. 
He's like, nah, I gotta, you know. Um, we got a little look at the pay-per-view match card for Ring of Honor Final Battle. Layla Hirsch came out with Maria and Rachel and uh, took on Katrina Creed. And uh, I was watching Maria during this and no dice. So I guess no shenanigans there, but, you know, I still don't trust her. Neither should they. Uh, Lexi took an interview with the Outrunners, who I still do not care about. Uh, Wheeler Yuta took on Jason Geiger. Uh, this was, I believe, a pure yeah. rules match, it seemed like, anyway. And uh, this might have been a title match. I didn't write it down in my notes properly if it was. Either way, there's a quick little, you know, match with Jason Geiger. I actually do think Jason Geiger might have something. He's got, he's connected to somebody, right? Like, he's somebody's friend, I think, right? I can't remember who it is. Um, or maybe not. Maybe I'm confusing him with somebody else. Cause he if not, like I else, think he but... trained someone. Yeah, something like that. He's yeah. got respect enough to be on a random Ring of Honor show. So he's got, he, even if not, maybe, maybe I'm the person that notices him. Who knows? We'll see. Um, oh, and I do like him using the, you know, this is what I was mentioning. He did the sort of like Nigel McGuinness. He used the illegal submission in the ropes to win after he expended the rope breaks. Good stuff. Colton Castle and the boys took on the Iron Savages. Uh, I still don't care about the Savages. Um, Dalton's still amazing though. So, you know, um, and he took, he drank the Savage sauce again. I, 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 Dalton off the sauce. I don't know, man. Dude, stay out of that guy's way. Uh, Johnny TV still not done with him though. I'm that could be a money TV feud right there, dude. That honestly could be like you know, um, not no pun intended. Like Johnny TV versus Dalton Castle might be one of the best like under underrated things I just randomly threw together on a random week for no reason at all. That I'm in. You know what I mean? Let's do it. Um, Butcher the Blade were backstage cutting a promo, being like, "Yeah, we're here. We could be your new Ring of Honor tag champions." And with the all the rumors around that they're going to be dropping the titles to off of uh, MJF and Adam Cole pretty soon due to injury. Yep. Um. I would love to see it. Rachel Leathering came out and had her squash. So we had Layla and Marina with them as well this time. She was taking on Taya Valkyrie. So it was not a great day for Rachel Ellering. Uh, Ty to pick up the win here. And, uh, you know, Ring of Honor can always use more stars, man. And what they're telling with Taya right now and, and uh, Dalton and, and Johnny TV, I, I think there's potential there. And if Taya is the star that Marina is, uh, sorry, that Marina, that Maria turns on them, um, for, because Taya is a big, obviously, television wrestling star. Uh, that, there's something there. Uh, Ethan Page was backstage uh, after the loss to Kenny Omega, who had diverticulitis, so fucking absolute loser. No, anyway. Um, and <laughs> and uh, he got a pretty good promo here, I thought. Um, he's going to put all his all of his uh, effort into the I Quit match. He's not going to lose to Tony Nese, basically. Griff Garrison and Cole Carter took on uh, some enhancement guys. They pick up a win pretty quickly, and uh, they were more on the same page in this match, you know, uh, get them back on the show more. And... Uh, Obviously, that's a good story. We got someone being told there as well. Well, that's a potentially good story, I guess. I haven't really done much with it yet. We had a good workhorseman promo, though ultimately don't know where if it's going to matter much because they don't really use the workhorseman much, but I would like to see them use them more. Shane Taylor got a win before the pay-per-view. Beat the hell out of the guy. Um, and then uh, oh, I don't know the name of his pile driver that he uses to finish it. It's a cool name. I just can't think of Marcus Garvey Driver. Um, the Marcus Garvey driver. Respect. Um, yeah, I'm not sure if the guy was enhancement or he has potential. I don't know. There's always guys like that. Sometimes I can never keep it straight in my head because there's so many random people on Ring of Honor. We had a TV championship eliminator match promo video, so they were just hyping up that big match. Um, so obviously, I think they're going to bring that tradition back yearly, uh, even though it obviously wasn't there last year because they didn't really have enough people on Ring of Honor to probably do it last year, but they've been building up the roster, so um we had the the righteous take on australian takeover who had a name so i figured i'd write down the yeah, name yeah that actually stuck out um, to me too they're people um i don't know if they are anybody but if they are 
I think they said that they're big in Australia wrestling scene. So we've talked about this recently. If there's an untapped wrestling scene, it's Australia. You know what I mean? Look at all the great stars that come from there. I'm, I'm, uh, uh, Jay White, uh, Tony Storm, right? Um, various others. You know what I mean? Like, you know, uh, it, it, it's there. Um, it was one of the places Triple H was going to target, I believe. You know, um, it, obviously that just never ended up happening. So uh, Australian takeover. I'm, I'm, I don't know what the deal is there, but. Uh, uh, they didn't get much here. Uh, their their tag out was denied by the righteous, and then uh, the the this is what I wrote in my notes: the god of blood, the god of blood, dined tonight under autumn sunshine. So there we go. Um, which is the name of their finisher? If you didn't know. Um, so uh, I wrote some poetry there for everybody. <laughs> All right, Lexi was backstage with the infantry, uh, who cut a pretty decent promo here. Again, I just want them to pull the trigger on those guys. Uh, we had Brian Yawn Cage taking on Gravity. Um, this match pissed me off. Something that would note here, House of Torture is allied with the Mogul Embassy, Charlie? House of Torture ROH? Question I guess uh, they must have uh, teamed up with them during uh, the... Yeah. During the tournament, during the tag league. Hey, I'm if we're getting some House of Torture on AEW, listen, we used to hate those guys. We actually... I, the I, show I, is fantastic. I'm, I'm, yes. Everyone else, I'm a little indifferent now, but show... Fuck yeah. Yeah, bring me some show. Um and uh yeah, so uh we had some uh you know some good anti air systems installed on uh, Brian Cage bot and uh Gravity was uh I, I the second week in a row they've had him fucking losing when I feel like he's so over with the crowd, bro. I don't know, man. They gotta they gotta fucking figure this shit out with gravity at some point. He's over, man. It, it maybe they're just Yeah, there's something there's back. something I don't know. Yeah. It could no. I think they're waiting for. I think they want to tag him with Bandito. I don't think they want Bandito in the singles championship realm right now. I think they want him to be a tag. I think they want him and his brother versus the Lucha Bros to be a major pay per view match. Yeah. and it'll be huge because it's two two sets of Lucha Brothers essentially fighting each other. You know, so uh, Rachel Ellering was backstage and she got roasted by Maria and Taya Valkyrie. And Taya Valkyrie caught a stray in this, which is why I think she might be involved. You know what I mean? Like, um, uh, Rachel is still sus out by all this she's like i don't know man you know this is weird everyone's like do you think this is going anywhere i don't um i think it's just gonna uh, I, I think it's a story that's gonna burn out before it actually reaches anything personally but i, yeah, I, I mean, wrong, if, if anything it feels like it might just be a uh tv feud for a couple weeks which hey i'm cool with yeah uh we had a four corner survival tag team match uh, the workhorse which got the outrun took on the outrunners the infantry and the butcher and the blade Meat got chopped here, and uh, it was kind of a slow match. Dragged the lake on the outrunners, and uh, you got your your butcher and the blade. All this kind of stuff is is why I was thinking they're probably going to be positioned as uh, tag champions potentially because they're winning matches and stuff. And kind of like kind of like how uh, when they when they teed up uh, Gates to be you know uh, trios champions both times, they just had them winning and not losing any matches. More pay per view rundown. Uh, we had Athena take on Roxanne for the Ring of Honor World in a Ring of Honor Women's World Championship Proving Ground match. Hit her with the forearm of death, and that was GG. And then Billy hit her with the assault from behind. So this, uh, you know, is part of why I thought she was going to win because she beat down Athena. So yeah, it potentially goes into the match, you know, with the, not at 100. percent But uh, it ended up not mattering, obviously. But you know, whatever. Um, and we had. Orange Cassidy and the Von Erics here taking on Jake Hager at 2.0, um, which is a random match to have on Ring of Honor. I'll be completely honest with you, um, <laughs> but hey, why not, right? Yeah, um, fuck it. And uh, no, yeah, I was just like, yeah, fuck it. He's just random. 
it might, why not? Right. Um, so yeah, this is, uh, we had the Papa Majik, uh, chance going on. Uh, there was a great sell by Jake on the stun dog millionaire. I thought he did a pretty good sell there. This really wasn't much here. Uh, the big, the big story here is after the orange Cassidy and Von Eric's win, they get beat down and Kevin Von Eric makes the save, uh, which was obviously for the big pop in Texas. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, or was this even in Texas? It's just for the big pop for them being on the show together. You know what I mean? At the point that, yeah, they were in Texas, yep. I think for this, right? I'm pretty sure. Right. Yeah. Anyway, the point is it was for the pop, you know what I mean? Of Kevin Von Eric coming out. You know what I mean? Um, we had Jay Lethal and Mark Briscoe uh, talking about being eliminated from the tournament contention and uh, talking about the matches they, they have coming up. It seemed like Jay Lethal kind of implied that he, to me in this, might make a Ring of Honor run again, um, you know? Because he used yeah. the word honor because they were talking to each other. I think you might be blending these in with your Rampage notes. That's okay. Yes. Am I? That's okay. Yep. Are you sure? Yeah, because this is definitely Rampage. When did I lose the... The Crap. final match of Ring of Honor should have been that uh, Athena match. Yes. Are you sure? No, I That's okay. That's okay. Because you know what? As soon as you said that, I was like, wait a minute. Let me double check. Yep. So we're good. That's okay. Well, go back through anything that I skipped over. Because I was, I was going to... Oh, yeah. You're good. Though. You got it all. Yep. Athena was the main Did event. I? I just double checked. Oh, okay. Okay, so I only talked about the Von Eric stuff, which, I mean, did you have anything nah, you wanted to add you, about you that? you nailed it. The or biggest the thing was Kevin, stuff? so. And uh, what about the Jay? Oh, yeah, so th- you caught me right at the perfect time then. So, because th- I was going to take, I was going to probably interrupt you during this just to ask this question. Um, do you think Jay maybe makes a Ring of Honor run since he mentioned, I, mentioned I, Honor here? Sorry for jumping straight into uh, Rampage. I don't know. I, I, just, I, I, hit, I hit the run in on look, Rampage. I'm cool if Jay Lethal, you know, wants to do Ring of Honor. I, I, it would be perfectly fine, you know? He just doesn't have this. It just doesn't seem to have much for him on. But maybe he wants to hope that they have something for him in AEW. But I just think I don't know if hopefully I think it might this be turns a changing point. point should have been him, done you know? this because he's been with AEW for what almost two years now. It's, I feel it's like, about that. You know, yeah. like so they should have done something with him by now. And he's had some feuds that made it to pay per view, but didn't really amount to much. You know, ultimately they were mostly stepping stone feuds for other people. So yeah. So all right. Let's uh, jump into some rem- or uh, some dynamite, where dynamite winter is coming. The stocks are ye. Uh, we open up with Samoa Joe's music just hitting. Boom. Uh, Excalibur's throwing us uh, some highlights from last week. MJS being laid out. Samoa Joe's out here. He says he's, he's here tonight looking for answers. And he made a promise to MJF to keep him whole before dismantling him personally at World's End. Joe was made a liar last week when he saw MJF laid out, jeopardizing his AEW uh, title opportunity. Joe said he saw a certain bite, uh, beer bottle of a certain brand that a certain cowboy drinks, smelling of desperation. So we searched for Hangman, but he was nowhere to be found. Uh, Hangman makes his way to the ring. Excalibur brought up maybe how MJF is trying to frame Page after the run-in last week. Don't you love it when the announcers are allowed to be smart? Little things. Page said if Joe thinks it's him, responsible he's wrong he doesn't care about the bromance or the game of clue who done it joe said maybe he's already made up his mind and he's about to be the ex- executioner roddy and the kingdom are up joe should listen to page strong called his young boy a strong recaps the list of people laid out at the hands of the devil's goons never actually seeing mgf himself attacked strong pleaded with joe that mgf is the devil he shoves page decks strong Page and Joe at a stare down, and Strong attacked from behind. 
Referee Aubrey appears, and the opening contest is underway as Samoa Joe leaves. Uh, more on the devil a little bit towards the end of the show, right? But uh, this is a fun opener, man. I thought this actually vibed really, really well. And I, I like Roderick Strong. I'm so glad that it felt, you know, he's had the really badass match with Chris Jericho, right? Since he's been in AEW. But there hasn't been a lot of like marquee matches, and I'm I'm glad we're getting to a point where where this is like this is really fun, and um, uh, our opening contest we have Hangman Adam Page defeat Roderick Strong. They did a good job mentioning the history between these two because I'll be honest, I didn't know there was. So for someone like me, that really helped me. And we t- we've talked we've been talking about this. That era of Ring of Honor was just something that we were aware yep. was happening because we were watching the people that were getting picked up by New Japan or being scouted by New Japan and WWE because a lot of those guys ended up in NXT from this time period. But we just didn't know what was going on because we were watching. So WWE. it's cool. It's cool to see some of these storylines play out, you know. Um, but yeah, I, I pretty much this was all about Adam Page, you know, getting a getting a big win. And uh, he hit the dead eye for the victory. You know, Roderick Strong's neck might have broke three more times. I don't know. Keep an eye on that. But this is fun, man. Oh, we can't go back to the fucking wheelchair. Stop it. <laughs> I think he's just going to start being carried by the kingdom. Uh, but there's some cool theories developing about this uh, devil that we'll get into in a minute here. So up first, we have Andrade. The devil is El Jeff Idolo Defeating Brody King in the Continental Classic Blue League. Uh, this is our first look at the Blue League on Dynamite. These guys were fucking smacking the shit out of each other. Uh, I I was actually very pleasantly surprised with this result. I if if we would have done picks, I would have taken Brody King in this one. And um, yeah, so now Andrade's got the tiebreaker over Brody, which is very big. I think Andrade's going to find himself in the playoffs now, guaranteed. I, I think so too. I think it's going to be Andrade and whoever ends up picking up. Dude, if it's Andrade and Swerve, look at the. That's why I wanted to look at the Blue League matches earlier, man, because I was wanting to like look at it and see who if we could see what the story might potentially be there. It's probably smart that they didn't put it out like that because of that. So you can't just know before, you know, Dynamite yeah, or whatever. So but this yeah, was man, uh, like, I think these guys fucking delivered, and um, God, Andrade just his strikes are so good. I, I am loving him in this tournament. I really, really hope he wins, man. Like, he's the guy I'm rooting for to win it now. Like, give me Andrade in fucking Ring of Honor as our New Japan Strong, as our Continental Champion. You know what I mean? Let's start it with him. Let him bring it to CMLL where he's been going. You know, let's let's see this actually happen. So, I'd mean a lot more bookings for him, too. So, a lot more. Bro, just let them take their welterweight championship, throw it in there, make it the quadruple. A lot crown. more fucking Mooney. You can get a lot more cheddar for that. So, yeah, let him, and then he can literally wrestle there all and, the uh, time. You know what I mean? Because he's another one of the champions, another you know brilliant mean? finish it. out of Andrade. Because his finishes, you actually believe that he just killed you. Um, first triple A match versus QT Marshall for the triple <laughs> crown. Uh, Andrade <laughs> drove uh, Brody King's head first into the exposed part of the buckle. And then he hit uh, this El, El Idolo DDT for the victory. And that, the DDT is one of the most popular moves in wrestling now. But dude, he fucking, he might hit the best one. Like, it's it's beautiful. So. All right. We have Renee with Kevin Ross and Marshall Von Eric. Kevin said he loves AEW and he has many friends here. Dan Housen, Trent Brett, and Orange Cassidy interrupt. 
Cassidy said he has a match on Rampage and asked Ross and Marshall to team with him. Oh, I thought that was really cool. He's accepted, did the all hands in. So, yeah. At Six Man was announced and it was coming up. The Golden Jets uh, promo. This was a fucking mess. Kenny off the pan. Off the, the papanya. Chris Jericho was actually kind of <laughs> missing. Uh, Ricky Starks seemed like the smartest here. And, uh, I, damn, sorry. Sorry about that. Ricky. Um, Jesus. Usually Chris Jericho, whenever he's in a wit contest wins, but like My even Ricky Rick. Starks was missing a little bit here, but he still came out on top. So yeah, no, this, this, this was, was just, yeah, this was absolutely not a garbage. Good. And you know, now we've learned about Kenny. So I, I'm going to, I'm going to ease up on it. Yeah. Kenny gets, Kenny gets I'm gonna the ease up on, on it, one. but it uh, big Billy dying. Starks, that was, that should have been huge. That is, might be one of the worst things it, I've it ever. It should have been great, but it, it was awful. And we watched Bailey. This is your life. Yeah, this was bad, man. Less charismatic Enzo. This this might be that level. I mean, less charismatic Enzo is just a fucking lie. Yeah. Enzo could never have been as popular as yeah. as Ricky is with Bill, and that's crazy to say because they were really popular on TV. But he was always gonna shoot himself in the foot. You know what I mean? And that team was obviously not good for, um, for for big Billy. So I, I, I'm a little concerned that, you know, I don't know. Ah, we'll see what happens with this match, but yeah. Uh, I doubt it's happening. Yeah, it, now there's no way, like, right? I so, mean, how could you, yeah, I, I, and I, I don't like them relinquishing a title shot and then putting it on the line in like a match. Cause like, that's weird. You Young know, Bucks taking the L for nothing. Fucking... Tough, tough scenes for them. And may- maybe they just say because Kenny can't compete, the Young Bucks now get the match back, which again sounds stupid too, but it makes more sense to them like stripping them of it again and then it being put on the line again, another title shot. They just need to do one of those like, fucking gauntlet matches and have the Young Bucks win it. There you go. That's how you do it. That's how you get, yeah, that's how you get your ick back true. in fucking AEW. That's how you do it. Timeless Tony Storm made a way out to commentary. She's joined by Mariah May. Storm asks if the gentleman would prefer she does color or play by play. Taz says, do play-by-play. Storm says, he is truly Tasmaniac. Storm says, Luther's not here tonight because he <laughs> caught a case of the gout. That actually popped Taz big. He's got big <laughs> feet. Like, dude, what the f- um, uh, Riho ends up defeating Ruby Soho. Man, it's good to see Riho back. She's just so fucking smooth, man. Those drop kicks are some of my favorite. Uh, you name it. Everything Riho does, she sells good. She's just a great fucking wrestler. Oh, shit. I just looked ahead in the notes. Oh, you shit. get a video package of the destruction Wardlow has left since his return. Wait, who? The war dog. The big man. Just like the Archangel Michael, he'll be the one to bring the devil <laughs> to his knees. MJF's world is coming to an end. Just oh, ends the podcast. I just scared the shit out of someone's cat, but it had to happen. Um, <laughs> this was awesome, dude. 20 seconds, 25 seconds. That's all Wardlow needs, and that was really good. The fucking Archangel Michael, bro? Dude, I popped. What the f- This man is I, I had to mind. rewind it. I was like, wait a minute. What's happening? <laughs> fucking Wardlow, bro. <laughs> we need Wardlow and fucking... We need a tag team of Wardlow and Miro cutting promos in white rooms, bro. Can you imagine? <laughs> 
And then up next, we have the quickest match of the tournament. I am the Destroyer, but this is my Archangel Wardlow. Where Roosh fucking destroyed Jade Lethal, dude. This was an ass whooping. This was a man who was on a mission. He wants to make that final. And, um... He beat the living shit out of poor Jay Lethal, dude. And Jay Lethal with the tournament uh, door dash. Yeah, he got smoked here, man. Um, but Roosh, uh, you know, celebrating with the fans, right? So I, I just... Uh, uh, does Roosh have even a remote chance of getting back into this? Probably not. He right? does. Like, he's, he's got six. Yeah. Does he? I, he needs... Maybe. So he's got to beat Swerve to get that, that one-on-one. And he needs Jay White to lose to John Moxley. I believe. So he needs John Moxley to be the number one seed and Swerve to lose the number two. Yes, seed, and I believe if that happened, because okay. they would have the straight up win against Swerve. So that actually, no. Even if that happened, forward, Jay White would win. would get the edge on on Roosh. So. Oh, so maybe they would wait. Okay, so is Roosh then? Roosh might be chalked actually. They may well, hold on, like hold on. Roosh can play spoiler to Swerve, so yeah, no, Roosh could definitely affect the tournament. No, there's, and I think that's the story. But unfortunately, I think that's Daniel's story, right? Especially after man, that video segment, off, so we're gonna mention Swerve later. Was in fucking, or uh, Roosh was pissed. So yeah, Jay Lethal you gotta feel a little bad for him, but uh, yeah, I mean, we on yeah. paper knew he wasn't probably gonna win anything in this tournament. He's got his best shot right? next like, week, so Lethal and Briscoe. Hey, man. All it takes is one to make a star. Yep. You know what I mean? Um, Our next match, we had Switchblade Jay White defeat Mark Briscoe. This was important for Jay White. He needed the, uh, he needed the dub here going into the Moxley match. And, um, yeah. So, loud dem boys chance. Uh, so, with this result, Roosh was mathematically eliminated. So. Yeah, um, good, decent match. It was it was a good match. It, it it you know, it was it was a fun. It was fun. I think their match they had like three months ago or whatever was was a little better. But all things considered, it was perfectly fine. I was also just kind of cruising at this point through the night. I'm like, all right, main event time, main event time. And um, we talked about the main event, which was a fucking blast. So yeah, um, uh, overall an enjoyable. AEW Winter is Coming Dynamite, but it wasn't the end of it, because after the main event, we cut backstage where Hangman Adam Page was being attacked by the four devil's henchmen until the devil gets out of the car. Duke, he's getting a pop every time he's on screen. People care about the devil. I wasn't expecting that. Yeah, but when the devil's QT Marshall, everyone's going to freak out. Yeah, I, I was not expecting people to care as much about the devil as they did. Um... They choke slam page to the window, but uh, yeah, I've seen a lot of people talking about the size of the guys doing the attacks. The size of the devil looks a little different. There's theories going left and right. Um, one of the guys has to be Wardlow. If it's not Wardlow, it's got to be Brody King. Like one of those guys is so big, it, he it's got to be one of them, right? So what's next? Who, Duke? I'm gonna toss a theory at you that I don't know if if you've seen, if you've read, you know, read about, if you've thought about this. 
what happens now this is going based off of the devil having looked different this time what if they pull a scream scenario here remember the the original scream movie there was two killers what if there's two fucking devils what if they're about to pull a situation where maybe it's Kyle O'Reilly and Adam Cole in the mask maybe it's Jack Perry and fucking Roderick Strong in the mask, right? Like, what if they're doing a scenario to us where there's multiple people under that mask? And we get, like, one reveal. Say we get the reveal, and it's Adam Cole. And everyone's like, oh, I fucking knew it. And then the other devil pops up, and it's Kyle O'Reilly. Like, dude, people are going to lose their shit. They're going to, and and I hope, no matter what, I hope AEW backtracks the story and shows us who was who the entire time. Because yeah, they have I mean, said I, I, this has this has been confirmed to all those fucking people. Yeah, the people in the henchmen, like the outfits, is who it is. It's not stand-ins. This is not a retribution angle where they just put everyone out there. These are the people. So that's why if it is Wardlow, no one's going to be terribly surprised that he was one of the guys because. Well, not many people are that size. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, what do you think of the idea of two devils? Um, I mean, I think it'd be interesting from a storytelling standpoint because it's not what anybody expects. I do think that would get like fucking panned by the non-AEW community uh, just because they'd be like, it's too complicated. And meanwhile, we'd be like, I thought we didn't tell stories. Well, how are we doing? <laughs> you know, like, um, I thought we didn't like, tell stories. Yes, you're fucking right, dude. <laughs> you know like uh so i think i think it, people will be confused for sure because it's not what they're expecting uh, i honestly think based not on not what they're um, expecting like might the work last in jedi scenario. yes there's always a risk when you when you subvert people's expectations uh, all of the last jedi you know what i mean right great movie you know what i mean but people not what people wanted at the time intentionally and it backfired you know what i mean like so um for a lot of people, right? You know, um, even though I think retrospectively, I think people will look back on that movie and be like, oh, what the fuck was I saying? Just like they did with the prequels, you know? Um, you know, when Anakin's helmet fits in the cockpit of the Naboo Starfighter, you know, it's just, fucking you know, Naboo Starfighter. can't watch the movie, you know? Um, but uh, anyway, um, the, you know, yeah, I think, I think I'm just, I, I, personally, I do think it should be one person because then you focus the attention and the if you will like the the rub it will actually go to one person but if it's i mean it's gonna be this whole group anyway i like the further and further we get away uh you know from actually revealing it like it feels like we get further and further every time you know we get a new clue that it just feels like I we need to we're getting to an inflection point where we need to get a reveal and it needs to it needs to matter because if it doesn't it's gonna be a it's huge gotta be miss someone people care about and I, I think like is like and I hate bringing this up because you you just you I feel bad because I do like the guy but no one cared about him was was Saddam Singh they made that such a big spot and yet it fell so flat because people just. They didn't know him. They don't, they don't have an emotional attachment to him. Kyle O'Reilly, people love him. Jack Perry, people hate him. They have to care one way or the other. And 
if if this ends up being an, uh, a new undisputed era where it is Kyle, it's Adam, it's the Kingdom, it's Roddy, and it's Wardlow. They'd be also playing off the meme that it's yeah, it's, now it's instead of four white dudes, it's five white dudes. That'd be kind of funny, but <laughs> um, uh, you know, it, it's I, they have options, right? I just I don't know, man. I, I I saw that, and me being a scream fan, you know, hey, that was fucking crazy shit when they did that. Like, I wish I was. Oh yeah, I think I think it's cool in scream. I just don't know if it works in wrestling. It would be, have to be, be the wrong, shock, you know? right? Because if the first person pulls off the mask and it is Adam, Cole, I think you have to do it in that order. If it's Adam Cole, I think you just have to show both devils at the same time to immediately establish yep, that there's two devils. It's Adam Cole, the first like, person you see. Have one be in the ring and one up on the screen. That feels really weird. That's probably how no, no, do I, it, I'm it saying you do it in the ring. You that. have Adam Cole reveal himself, right? He yeah. just laid out someone. And then the, the lights, lights go down. down again, there's another one. Everyone's appears. assuming, oh, it's got to be fucking MJF. Of course it was those two the entire. Kyle O'Reilly, what the fuck? It's like, oh my god, you know, they can make it work. They can make it work, um, for sure. But yeah, uh, let us know if you guys are, if you have any uh, uh, auspicious theories on who the fucking devil could be. We've seen a lot. <laughs> We've seen a lot. Um, I'm still leaning on my my original prediction, which is that it was it was Adam Cole the entire. I, I think that was my original thought was that it was Adam Cole was the only one that made sense. If, but see, the thing that made me not think that so much, Charlie, has been that there has been so many people challenging MJF, and you'd have thought if anybody was going to re-challenge MJF when he's being challenged by the entire world, it would be Adam Cole, because he's the only one that MJF has respected that he's beaten, really, you know, other than, like, maybe Brian, but, like, even then, he was off to that match saying, I'm the best in the world, so, you know, like, yeah, you know, like, so, I, yeah, I don't, yeah, so, I don't know, there's options, um, We've covered the Von Erichs match. He did a good job with that. Um, going into Dynamite, we had Kyle Fletcher, Powerhouse Hobbs, squash two more people. Unfortunately, the Don Callis uh, family's just, it's treading water, man. It's, it's, it's in the absolute shits right now, and it's very unfortunate. But Kyle is hopefully coming out on a, on a brighter end on Rampage. Bro, Don Callis is out here arguing that it still, yeah, still no, exists, it's, basically it's on commentary. Dead. You know what I mean? It's like... absolutely fucking dead, and... You know, hopefully for like the sake of like Takeshita, he's in this. He maybe Takeshita's the devil, and he can get away from this shit. Um, but yeah, and not much to add there. Ruby and Soraya argued about uh, her loss on Wednesday, and Ruby goes on to say, "If it's so easy, maybe you should go and beat Riho." Well, she's gonna get her chance. Literally, Tony Khan was like, "That does sound like a good match." Anna J got her first uh, win all the way. Her first ever win in AEW was on Dark in 2020, where she faced Red Velvet. Uh, They did a pretty decent job covering that, um, and she ends up beating Red Velvet here. Again, they're just kind of they're just kind of the mid card of the women's division. Which did we need Daddy Magic to get involved here? Like, I feel like did we? Did we? Absolutely not. Does it help Anna? No. So why did he? I have no idea. (laughs) <laughs> I got nothing for you. Uh, I like Red Velvet a lot, and uh, I'd like to see more of her. Yeah, I'm glad that she's not just getting thrown immediately back to Ring of Honor. Not that I don't think she would be good there, but she, she's part of the AW Women's Division. Let her be, yeah. you know what I mean? Let her cook. Let her I'm cook. I'm cool with that. And then we got to recap the Devil's Antics, and I already covered the main event of the evening. 
which really was the highlight of the fucking show outside of the Von Eric stuff. So, all right. That being said, it's time for winter is Coleman. Uh, tag number three, which happened on AEW collision this week. Our final thing we do here is covering collision. So Duke, you take the lead where Sir Elton John welcomed us. But before that, we had cold open that featured Eddie Kingston, Daniel Garcia, Claudio Castagnoli, Andrade El Idolo, Brody King, Brian Danielson, Orange Cassidy, who didn't know what this was. Brilliant. All right. And we had tournament recap and card rundown stuff, you know, classic stuff. Got to get people hyped up for the matches on this episode of Collision Episode 26. Um, and yeah, so we had a, sorry, I thought I had my notes wrong here, but no, we did have uh, Claudio Castagnoli taking on Andrade El Idolo here. And um, yeah, so I actually think that... Uh, Claudio is going to be like kind of underrated in this tournament. He's been so consistent in every match that he's been in, and including against this one against Andrade. Um, they had some really nice shoulder tackles. They were hitting back and forth to start the match off. It was kind of like a chaotic start to a match, you know? Um, Charlie, here's something that I want to hit you with. And I think this trend continued throughout the rest of this night, and we'll see if it continues. And people can check me on this if I'm wrong. I think every single match in this tournament has featured a dragon screw leg whip as one that was being used by somebody in the match. Oh, okay. Okay. I'm not sure. That's probably not intentional. It's just a common move. But I just thought that was interesting, you know? Um, I started noticing the move being used a lot more. Uh, this match really kind of more had me asking questions than I really was paying attention to the match. I think, Charlie, I was kind of thinking about the implications during it throughout. Like asking a question to myself, and it's something I posed before this tournament started. Who will be the Ryusuke or Liger of this tournament overall? The guy that has just won so many of these tournaments, like 10 years from now, that everyone's like, when they're in the tournament, they're like, well, they have to win. They've won like fucking 10 times, you know, like, who's going to be that for this tournament? And Charlie, I think I've, I think it's going to be fucking either Claudio or Andrade. I think that's why that, that question hit me during this match. I think one of these two guys could win this tournament multiple times and be like a multi-time triple crown champion, you know, like, and with what you were saying about Andrade earlier, dude? You might be convincing me, you know? Um, but uh, I don't know if anyone's ever going to reach the level of Liger. That was just a comparison that you have to make. Because Ryusuke's great, but no, nobody touches Liger when it comes to, like, the Super yeah. Juniors. You know what I mean? Like, um, it's not even close. That's why the guy's on commentary for the Super Juniors. You know what I mean? Like, um, but uh, we had a sharpshooter reversal into a figure four, which I've been waiting to see, you know, in this tournament. Ever since I knew we were going to have guys that, you know, like Danny and... Uh, and Claudio that hit sharpshooters, so we knew we were going to get that reversal at some point. Um, and uh, Claudio deleting the Nards here. Um, and let me just pull up my uh, my notes here just so that I can get the exact finish here, just because I didn't write it down specifically. Um, yoink. And do-do-do-do-do. Yeah. Um, it was honestly like, um sorry my bad um basically claudio winning here was kind of important because him and eddie are now still both alive at this point because of that like it's essentially for both of them i guess they needed a win here is what they're saying in the notes here that i'm reading um which i wish we had the standings that i from this week you know what i mean that we could look at right now because it would make it so much easier for me to like make my points off of this you know what i mean but it actually kind of makes it a little more interesting, don't you think? Because we kind of really don't. It makes it a little more interesting. Cause I, you know, until we get to, to the, tomorrow night with with the gold league and we see the standings again, obviously that's a little bit more clear because we have the card for that, obviously. But 
for these ones we don't, it's like, who knows what's going to happen now? You know what I mean? I love that the Blue League is still so open, too. It's kind of cool. Um, but I'll move on from this match. Avedon took on uh, Jasmine Allure, who got a couple of uh, spots on AEW Ring of Honor this week. And uh, just kidding, we didn't actually have this match because uh, Julie is here to uh, cause some violence. And uh, we have the birth of who Nigel McGinnis called Sky Black. I don't know if I like that. I was vibing with Sky it, dude. Black? Okay. Dude, this was the fucking definition. I, of I don't know why you had to change anime. your name just for joining. No one else has had to join. No, like Julia Hart didn't become Julia Black. That's, you know what I mean? Yep. Like, um, But I'll tell you what, man. But she did become the Black Heart. <laughs> I don't know. Whatever. It's fine. If they want to do the gimmick name thing. Uh, to me, that's not the most important thing that happened here. It was very important, but the more important thing was Charlie Thunder Rosa, who was mentioned earlier in the show as being on uh, Spanish commentary, was here to make the save. And so Thunder Rosa back at the end of the year. Hopefully this means we get a Thunder Rosa match before the end of the year, but I don't think it's likely. Um, but you no, know, no, it's, she's, she's back next so week. Thunder Rosa. She will be, she will be oh, wrestling she in a match? tag match next week. Yep. That's right, they did announce that. I'm sorry, everyone. I'm a little bit behind. When we do these shows, like, four or five days removed from when I watch them, sometimes my brain breaks, so. Um, dude, I was, uh, I was actually. So she sneaks in at the end of the year. It's a good thing, because we needed Thunder Rose on our TV screens. The welcome back year, chance, honest. man. You know that had to feel good. You yes. know that had to feel good. Oh, dude. Well, she's been able to be back for a little while now, right? That's been the rumor. Well, it's, it's so getting that they're not official clearance, right? There was always. Yeah, that was the thing. They were waiting on the... Okay, I feel like it was about now. six weeks ago we covered not... her vlog. That was like, she's like, I'm nearly there. I can feel it. I've been training. I do yep. remember that being in our notes a while back. So and so sense. something's happened within um, that time. We got our mention. They're, they're, they're in yeah, San Antonio 100%. next week. She's returning home. And it's her welcome back match. And I am so fucking excited for it. That's a great place for her to be returning at is in San Antonio. That's that's great. So maybe they you know did hold it for like three um, weeks, but they were like, we're going to return you in San Antonio. Return match. So, all right. We're going to try and get you back uh, in Texas. Yeah, Abaddon, this was an Insta squash with the, with the black, do- that black Dahlia DDT. Yo, I'm in. I'm in. Yeah. How, how do you feel about uh, Julia and Sky officially being the team? Like, I mean, I'm fine. I wish they had pulled this trigger sooner if they were going to not have Sky win the championship. You know what I mean? It would have just made more sense going into that match for her to be on her side. But I guess they didn't want to pull that gimmick because they just recently did that with the women's title and Soraya and Ruby. So they didn't want to do that yeah. again. Understandable. You know what I mean? They did it with Britt and uh, Jamie at one point, I believe, too. I'll tell so you what. It makes if sense. These layers are starting to be what I think they are with the Julia Hart and Sky Blue layer now, now adding another thread. Julian Abaddon, I'm telling you, I've really been liking this. Like, we talked about it last week. Like, I've really been enjoying what they're doing here. And now you add Thunder Rosa. I'm mix? telling you, Abaddon's got the dark. She's got the fucking wizardry powers to counter and, the fucking And now witch. you're going to add I'm Thunder Rosa. Dude. dude, I am. Look, we need. Yeah, you're literally the lady that paints her face like half like we, a fucking skull. And you're going to throw yeah. that. It's literally the spooky bitches We've fucking trio desperately match. Triple threat, you know what I mean? Like, some more flushed out women's storylines on AEW. Because they clearly can do it in Ring of Honor. But we've been needing it on AEW. And I'm getting good vibes from this. So. Yeah, we're going to get some ritual violence out of this. Um, yeah, we had the acclaim. This week we got our top flight you know, challenge. And um, we got acclaim backstage being like, yo, fuck the devil. Literally, that's literally what they said. You know what I mean? And uh, apparently, doesn't mean uh, Max Caster doesn't want to be friends with MJF anymore. Aw, 
Sag, you know what I mean? Um, Fuck yeah, Jimmy and so there's that that bridge burned. Um, but yeah, so uh, top flight challenging for the trio titles. Big stuff, big stuff, big stuff. Uh, Orange Cassidy took on Bounty Hunter Brian Keith. I love Orange Cassidy. He sees a good match from somebody, and he's like, "Yeah, we're we're having a fucking title match this week. Shut up." You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> literally. You know what I mean? Like, come on, let's go have a match. Um, we had a, a BK chance, so you know, Bounty Hunter Brian Keith over in over in front of the crowd here. Love to see that. Uh, they they mentioned some stuff, some crazy numbers about Revolution ticket sales already, which I think had already surpassed where they were at this point last year, maybe or something like that. Or maybe at this point when they'd already announced it or something like that. Like, I don't know. The point is they they're doing good numbers for a revolution next year, from what I understand. Um so that's oh, yeah, that's pretty good. It's already like over eleven K tickets sense. or something. Yeah, it's 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 more than I thought we're gonna even totally be at that show because you know AEW does like eight, ten thousand seats for for pay per view sometimes, you know what I mean? Like and dynamites, you know what I mean? So they can be on the twenty thousand end, but it's not always a big show for AW. It's it's in that I feel like that ten thousand ish range a lot of times. You know what I mean? Not always, but I feel like sometimes. You know what I mean? They're not like Wembley was the was is the one outlier. You know what I mean? Because it was such a big stadium that they yeah. could fill. You know what I mean? Um, but they still managed to fill it. So get fucked, Fed fans. But anyway, um, the uh, yeah, I'm not super into Western gimmicks generally speaking, but that coding on this guy and Hangman, I think, really works. Um, he has something here. I think they should try and snatch up Bounty and Brian Keith if they can. You know what I mean? Um, and uh, Cassidy's back on his bullshit. I think Charlie officially. I think the matches are starting to hit again. You know, um, not that they weren't, but I think you know he's back on his bullshit. We're gonna get more great matches out of him. So. Yeah, I'm you know me. I'm 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 down for a good Orange Cassidy match every night, let alone once a week. You know what I mean? So, um, we also got a little shout out to the family of Brody Lee here, uh, which is nice. Miro was backstage, uh, talking about having no direction again. You know, which is is a constant for him, so it's fair for him to cut promos about that. Um, and he's ready for murder, Charlie. Um, as soon as this tournament is over, uh, we're entering the world of the Redeemer. Uh, and I mean, again, if Andrade does win the thing, or if he doesn't win the thing, a great first contender for him to have after this tournament is Miro. So I stand behind this. I think it's a great idea. We're just on pause for right now because CJ asked him to be on pause. So, but I don't even know if we're going to see here with Andrade in this coming week with their current situation, to be honest with you. So something to definitely keep an eye on. We may not, we may not see it. So. If, but we obviously know the story is that if she's able to come back anytime soon, that's going to be, she'll be involved in that storyline. But even if she's not, I'm sure she can cut like a video with just not having her hand in it or something. You know what I mean? Unless she doesn't want to. Understandable if that's the case when you're in recovery uh, from a, an injury of some kind. Uh, we had an interview with Commander who has never spoken a word, I don't think, Charlie, in a promo other than like a few things at the end after people interrupt him. I'm not even kidding. Which maybe is because he's not great at cutting promos in English or something. I have no idea. Or it's just a meme that they have in the backstage. You know what I mean? That there's like, nah, Commander, you're never going to say anything. And it's not because we can't have you do it. We just, you're not. Sorry. Everyone's being interrupted. Um, and Roddy in the Kingdom said, I think I know my next victim. It's you, Commander. So Roddy versus Commander. Roddy's just going on a streak of fucking insane matches lately, dude. Like, what is this dude on? Like, man's got a broken freaking neck and he's like Kurt Angling. You know what I mean? Like, he's on the perk angle energy. You know what I mean? Let bro um, cook. We had the FTR cutting a promo, calling out the House of Black, uh, saying they're jealous of everyone, which I, I didn't even think about that angle, about that's why they're attacking everybody. You know, I love, leave it to Dax and Cash to come up with cool shit to say about why people are after them. Like, they, I love that FTR don't need anyone else's permission, but they can t- take a story that even if you thought maybe it was going in one direction, they can just 
kind of turn a dial and it makes you go, ah, I didn't see from that angle. So shout outs to, to them for being great at not just wrestling in the ring, but also storytelling. Um, and yeah, so the, they did a, Oh, wait, I cut. Oh, the mics. Uh, it says nice cut. My notes. Are, the mics got cut, which I was like, wait, what the hell's happening here? But it was part of the gimmick of the lights going out. So I guess they control the microphones now, too. They have the sound guy paid off, I guess, at this point. Um, <laughs> and uh, so, you know. Um, but yeah, so they're still trying to recruit them. And they brought Dax's family into it, which uh, sent them running to the back immediately, um, saying no one's going to save them. They burned a photo of Dax and his family and uh, tried to sort of put a rift between Dax and Cash. So Charlie, if the story here isn't I don't like the idea of them splitting them off. Like that's not a cool thing. You know what I mean? Like so don't even don't even talk about that. You sons of bitches. They're now the biggest deals in AW to me because of that. Don't even talk about that. How dare you? This is the best tag team ever. Fuck off. Like piss off mate. So here's something really interesting, Charlie, that I want to hear your thoughts on. Uh we're only about two hours, so we got a little bit of time here if we want to vamp on a little bit of the stuff here at the end um shane taylor was confirmed in a backstage interview by keith lee to not be him yep interesting we know what that means yep so we had a texas street fight uh between the pulp clip pulp fiction clad diamante sorry not sorry pulp fiction clad will nightingale and chris statlander taking on diamante and mercedes martinez who i think also had like a gimmicky look on but i didn't quite catch what it was um maybe i just missed it it's possible um uh immediately hit the bottle the, this, where are these bottle spots in wrestling come from they I, it's only one i ever saw for the like ever in the entire time that i've watched wrestling was in fucking lucha underground and now everybody's doing it Wh- where did this bottle shit come from like why haven't it I been know, right? sooner, it's fucking it's a good pop every time you. it's genius and you don't even have to use re- real glass um Cry me a river. Anyway, um, that's, uh, yeah, so we, uh, yeah, we had, I, I wrote mock special on my notes because people were bleeding. God, I'm, I need to just be, tur- I need to just turn my notes off sometimes and just go to bed. But that's, I wrote it in a mock special. I have no problem with mocks. You know what I mean? Like, that's so funny. Uh, no, but we had to, oh my God, Charlie, there was a spider German under the chairs. Like, why would you ever do that? What, what are you doing? Come on. Uh, oh dude chris statler also took this landing on the ramp that i think might have actually killed her i think she's actually um not alive they ended up her cloning her mid-match moving, like you know on instinct um then there was the uh the unbreakable board that just refused to break so willow just broke it in half she's like fuck it um Oh yeah, and we had a brief. Okay, and this was a this is actually a good spot. I like this. So they meant they did the briefcase. So the gold briefcase that Jules has in Pulp Fiction. For those of you who don't know, it's like what's in the briefcase. People have been trying to get Tarantino to tell him for years, but like there there probably was nothing in the briefcase. It's just supposed to be this like really cool thing that there's like a glowing gold in the briefcase, and we know don't know what it is. You know what I mean? And everyone's like en- enamored by it. You know what I mean? Um, and in this briefcase, there was thumbtacks and glass. <laughs> God, wrestling is fucked. Um, and then there was a code red into the thumbtacks and glass, and that's just crazy. Uh, this was just a brutal match. You know, I guess it's a tradition now on Winter is Coming to have a fucking street fight, I guess. Which, Jesus Christ. God damn. And it's been the women the last couple of years, too. They've been letting have these street fights like this. I, 
I can't think of other places that let women even have extreme rules matches that get like this. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, and that's and you know does what? Different, this is know? our first time on Collision two women's matches in the same show. So on my wrestling pretty, uh, show, pretty anyway. big deal there. Um, that's cool. Maybe you know, maybe there's been a, sh- a shift in the t- in the tides after the uh, Athena and Billy Starks match. Maybe so. We'll have to uh, yeah. keep an eye out for that. But yeah, dude, yeah, this yeah, was yeah, fucking. Yeah. This was so much fun. This match was honestly a, a yes. blast, and I've enjoy. I'm enjoying the story they're telling. Look, more feuds not revolving the title with the women help get them over. And God, Collision has been a godsend for Diamante. She was not used on Dynamite like at all when we were when we were covering. It was crazy too because she's good. Like we watched her on Ring of Honor, we watched her on Dark and Elevation, be a great wrestler, and just never get used. Like she had storylines beginning to end <sighs> on Dark, and it was like. Now she's collision has really opened and allowed her to be a mainstay on it. And I'm, I'm enjoying her on it. I love it. Her joining up with Mercedes, I think was the big thing. I think that's what really helped her. Um, all right. So that being said, we'll move on to, yeah, Renee was backstage with Tony storm, uh, timeless Tony storm, sorry. And uh, Mariah may and, uh, our TV character, Mariah may. Um, and, uh, yeah, just, you know, classic Tony Storm stuff. This time, Renee was ready for the shoe, and she was like, good reflexes, Renee. <laughs> it's like, this shit is just comedy, man. I can't even... I think she also asked Mariah a question here, and uh, Mariah implied that she might be having a match soon, um, but she needs to get her wrestling license in America first, so I, I take that to mean they're doing visa stuff? And that was a good way of saying that in storyline, you think? I, I could see that, yeah. Um, I believe that's what was said here. I could be crossing the wires a little bit. There's been a lot of interviews with these two recently that haven't really resulted in much other than a uh, match. You know, we had uh, the rated R superstar backstage, or I guess it wasn't backstage in a, you know, like a promo video being like, yeah, I lost. And you know, I forgot how much I fucking loved being a champion. So you know what? I'm going to be champion. Let's go. Let's go again. This time, no DQ. And my God, Charlie, given the quality of notice qualification and street fight type matches in AEW, if this is the only street fight on this pay-per-view, this could get insane yep. between these two. Yep. You know? So, watch out for that one. Brian Cage got a blinking you miss it squash here. Uh, not much to be said there. He also got an interview backstage. And this is where we got who him was confirmed to be, which is Swerve. Which, um, again, if Swerve loses this tournament, and his first feud coming out is, we're going back to Keith Lee. I'm going to be a little disappointed because we've run this twice, and neither time did we get the result we wanted. So They just need to have the damn match. You know. Like, seriously, just have the damn match. Yeah, I know. I just don't want it to be caught up like that again. I don't think they would. Although Keith Lee hasn't really been getting used either. Like, he just gets brought in for one match with Shane Taylor and wins. Yeah. Not that I'm saying he should be losing a lot, but like, I don't know. It's just tough. How do you feel about that? Do you think it could go good, bad, I, I indifferent? Think I... They should have had it when they broke and up I think that's one of those storylines that we've missed out on. So it, it's going to be an excellent match. So Yeah, I agree. Uh, Eddie Kingston took on Daniel Garcia in the Continental Classic Blue League. Uh, we also got, oh, this is, I should have just paid attention to my notes. We had Thunder Rosa's name ring uh, return confirmed here by Tony Khan's uh, announcement via the commentators. They do that way too much during the matches. I'm sorry. They got to, they got to like announce stuff during like 
the time that they have to announce stuff as opposed to like during every match. I understand, but like I feel like it is a little distracting sometimes, you know. Um Eddie was on the back foot early in this match. Eddie was chopping the wood. Actually a lot of people were chopping the wood this week. Dax was, Eddie is, everyone in the tournament pretty much is. Eddie was pouring on the yeah. offense. Uh Danny had a really nice toasty looking comeback Eddie did, in this match. Really did. Um and then he was dancing through the pain, just mocking Eddie, being like, fuck you, man. I don't care if I lose. Suck my dick. Oh, we also had, uh, da- uh, had Papa Magic on commentary. Whenever he's on, it's, it's, um, he adds again, so much, too. Yes. Literally. And uh, the head drops were in in this match, you know. Uh, and, Charlie, I think we have to ascribe a title to Mr. Garcia after this match, which is uh, Danny the Winless. Because Eddie picked up the win off some hurricanes and some head drops, and it, I think like maybe yeah, it, Danny the winless, Danny the loser. Yeah. So actually, this is actually a perfect time. We we didn't mention it so far that the promo segment yep. that was cut as a response to this loss. Absolutely. So uh, yeah, go ahead know, and take us through so, that. Um, you know, again, with, this is one of those so. promos. I have already retweeted it on our Eat Sleep Elite Twitter if you are interested in checking it out. With the Continental Classic, they've been doing post-match interviews and posting them only on social media, right? We've been talking about that week in and week out. Danielson cut the epic one. They've had some here and there. The, the best one yet has, has happened. Daniel Garcia, he starts cutting this promo. And he's like, man, I, I just can't pick up a win. You know, he's, he's, he's in his own head. Again. You, can, you can feel it in the promo. He's doubting himself. He's like, my niece just called me up. She asked, why are you such a loser? Daniel, the loser, first of his name. You know what I mean? Matt Menard steps in frame. Kind of, you know, gives him some re- reaffirming, like, you know, pats on the back, if you will. He's like, I'm just checking to see if you have a pulse. Are you, are you, are you even in there? Who the, who, the, who the fuck are you? <laughs> you know, like, and Matt Menard cuts this just brilliant acted promo, and and he's like, you know, he sees him as a son, and it's just he cares about Daniel Garcia to win this tournament almost more than Daniel does, and I think that's been Daniel's problem this entire tournament, and um. I think Matt Menard played this role so well. There was so this is a two minute forty one second promo that uh, we we were watching it together at one point, and we were even saying like they need to just put this on just show, like they have to. Now, the, before Daniel's match this week on the show that he's on, they need to either open up Dynamite and show this, or put on. He's not going to be wrestling on Dynamite, obviously, but or either put it on Dynamite and aggress it as part of the tournament. You know, maybe between the other matches or something. And then play it on the show he's on. That that it deserves that because that's the story of this last match. And even if he doesn't win, that's still the story of this they, last match. You know like, I, I just so. I think that there's something special here with Daniel Garcia, and they're actually like making him. Uh, if if they can do this right, he can come out of this tournament. He can go zero and five and still look better than ever because of the story they're trying to tell. But you know, people don't tell stories. So what the, f- what the fuck am I? What am I saying? This is true. And hey, we got one more match to talk about. We're, we're right at two hours. This is a perfect time. We got one more to talk. I would do actually want to spend a little bit of time on this match because Charlie, this fucking main event was the goddamn eye. banger. The eye. eye. Brian Danielson took on Brody King. And 
This is the last Blue League match of the show. We had some awesome fucking hilarious signs in the crowd. We had one sign in the crowd that said, show us your clams. We had another sign in the crowd that said, Brian fears Nigel. We had the people in the crowd barking for Brody King. Ayo. We had people in the crowd barking. The barks were in. You know, um, we had, this was just a violent match, man. You mentioned the eye. He was ripping at the eye. He was beating on the chest. There was this uh, running, like, leap into the barricade on Brian Danielson that was like a fucking mortar strike, dude. It was crazy. Like, this was this match was like the dopamine rush of matches like it was crazy this was just like constant chaos um i you know like there was that godzilla king of the fucking monsters movie i think brody king is the fucking king of the monsters pun intended like holy fuck you know like help me in (laughs) and uh we had nigel we have nigel fucking russell and the jimmies again threatening this match just have the match, you coward. Unless you can't have it because you're still injured, then don't have it because I don't want you to die. But just have, have the, match, the match, cowards. Give me what I want. Yes. Um, there was a crazy counter into a, a single leg crab. Every match in this tournament has been fucking nuts. There was a fucking lariat that looked like a freight train and then a triple boost psycho knee. Three boost psycho knees to beat this guy. <laughs> this guy has been beaten by turnbuckles and three boost psychos, <laughs> and that's about it. Like, fuck. This guy's an. Give me your thoughts on this insane. God, match, just like, so ah. enjoyable, man. Like we, this tournament has been so fucking good that every main event this week was so much fun. And you know, there's only two of us here, so we can only pick two favorites. But I'm sure this would have been the third. And it's just like, what a what a what a tournament. Like I, I, I can't wait to reflect on this when it's all said and done because we're it's it's coming to its end. This is the last week, and I'm. I'm going to be sitting in my chair tomorrow night watching Dynamite, just just enjoying it. I'm going to enjoy it. Because Brian Danielson is putting on classics week after week. Leave them to leave it to them to put this tournament at the end of the year and just fuck everybody's match of the year fucking I know, because they're all complete, fucking Dynamite and Rampage know, like, and Collision matches. So it's like, oh, holy. <laughs> yeah, it oh, fucks everything. So good, so good. And, um. But you know what that means? And this is something that I think has been true all year, Charlie. When we do those awards, there's going to be no wrong answers because every week, pretty much, it's felt like there was a match that could be... There was at least every two or three weeks, there's a match that feels like it could be a match of the year contender. You That's know, like, the quality of wrestling in AEW in 2023, especially. So, so good. Um, there's so many head-to-head tiebreakers as we uh, enter the last week where it's... uh. Yeah, the last week, just looking at the thing, we can we can see who it is. I'm looking at the uh, standings right now. So it's going to be Danielson versus Claudio. <laughs> Brody King versus Daniel Garcia and Andrade versus Eddie Kingston. I mean, dude. <laughs> can I just say, good. if Daniel Garcia slays the fucking monster in his last match in this tournament and doesn't have to use any cheap gimmicks and he does wrestling to do it, that might be the craziest thing they've brilliant. ever done. That would be brilliant. Um, Claudio and Danielson, like, like, how are they going to play this up? How, it's. I hope they really have fun with it throughout the night. Oh, there's only one way you can play this. It's like when it's like if you run Wheeler versus Brian, no pulled punches. Yep. They have, have to go you fully to. against each other. No, no holds barred. I'm very excited for that. So another just awesome week of all elite wrestling, and. Yeah, we look forward to the next, right? So thank you to everyone for checking this out. Uh, 
next week with being the holidays. We'll, we'll see what days we can get the shows out for you. But yeah, thank you very much for for sticking around. And um, I can't wait to uh, close this year off with fun because we got World's End coming up, and then we got our award show coming up. The end of the Continental Classic. AW's cooking. I hope everyone has, because uh, this is probably going to be your last show you hear from us before Christmas. So I hope everyone has a, has a Merry Christmas, has Happy Holidays. And uh, yeah, so thank you very much. And uh, thanks for spending spending your year with Eat Sleep Elite. And we will catch you guys on the flip side. So with the award show coming up, we're going to have Zach Clayton take us home. So thanks again, everyone.